Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these. And if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh acai bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations in Southern California. From Huntington to San Clemente and all in between. Two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii for that, those on the North Shore. And, um, you know, come support these guys. They have amazing Asahi bowls and they support the West Coast board riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier With to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app and you can pre-order, pre-pay and just go pick up. Cut cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15 off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. Bonsai Bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast and you get 15% off That's at right. Bonsai Bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants, oh, Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest.com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Olo Clip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, they make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10, that's S-U-R-F, the ten. number 10, and you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys got to check check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone 11s. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Friends, family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. We are sitting down with Josh Landon, and he is 
the man, the myth, the legend behind St. Archer Brewer, and now Harland. Yep. Brew. Yep. Beer. Yep. More importantly, and he's a fucking surfer. Yes. I am. I am. Try and, yeah. I would like and to be a worker more now these days, but yeah. Surfing and, and beer. filmmaker, I mean, yep. Come on. Yeah. Like, what else do you want? What else do you need? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. And, and uh, they did bring us gifts today, which is pretty amazing. Uh, so let's start at the beginning, Josh. Yep. Um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Ventura. Yes. Um, born and raised, if people aren't familiar, right about 30 minutes south of Santa Barbara. Um, so yeah, surfing, I guess, even I didn't grow up, well, when I was really young, we grew up right in Pierpont Beach. Um, and just, you know, I think, I guess the Malloys were there when I was growing up. They Their folks lived in the Keys, but they were born in Ojai, so not too far away. And then obviously... We surfing is a very it's a blue collar kind of surf like yeah. sleepy coastal town yeah. um, totally different from Santa Barbara even though it's only 30 minutes yeah. away but I think it's just kind of in your growing up you're you're going to the beach yeah you know that's what you're doing so how old were you and who introduced you to surfing? I was I mean I started out like the you know you start with some fins and then you're boogie boarding and then you're like but for early on I mean we lived a block from the beach in like a little two bedroom uh, condo, just, I mean, so you're there all the time. And then I didn't really start surfing, probably like high school, mm. like we're really like getting into it. I played water polo and did all the traditional sports. And yeah. And then if you're playing water polo and swimming, like you're surfing. Yeah. It's kind of. I think um, when you're, you're young, you kind of do all this collegiate yeah, sports. Yeah, you do so it all. You try to figure which one you kind of. It's different than now, right? Because yeah, like when, when, when we were kids, You'd play soccer for two or three months, and then you'd play baseball, and then you'd play basketball. Yeah, you rotate with the season. Now sport. they're like professional athletes when they're seven, it's and crazy. they have agents. And like your my my, <laughs> and my I, don't, I don't think I don't. Agree it's with crazy. That. I think yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. it's crazy on so many levels. Like my my son is on a ten and under water polo team in Carlsbad. Already I think, nine. I think we played. Yeah, I didn't even know water polo was when I was nine. Yeah. you know, like it's just a different uh, time. But so yeah, I, I, high school started surfing and and quickly kind of realized that I was not going to be a pro surfer. Right, that just yeah. wasn't going to happen. And I, around then was when Taylor Steele was, you Making know, videos. I mean, dude, focus and yeah. uh, momentum and momentum two and and those were. I mean, that was like the best thing in the world. You know that uh, Late Night Larson here was one of the stars of... Uh, of course. I think Street. I was in a couple, a couple of them. I remember but all... But before yeah. we... Yeah, this isn't about Late Night. Let's, it's always about, about me, bro. <laughs> um, let's go back, though. So yes. do you remember uh, your first surfboard or... I do. Um, my first surfboard was a used Channel Islands. Of course. Local. Yeah, yeah, used Channel and Islands. Board. And I feel like I got it from... I for sure got it from Ventura Surf Shop. Nice. Um, yeah, that was my first board. I think I was a freshman in high school, did maybe you, maybe eighth grade. Did you hang out at uh, the surf shop as a grom? I did not venture a wave line, which was down the street. Okay. Um, I would go in there, and yet for some reason, the guys that worked at surf shops were always so much cooler than you. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I worked at the surf shop. No, yeah. and, and my, my <laughs> the spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. 
crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Boy, Wes was... So every time you'd walk in, you'd be like, man, I, I, you know, these guys are... And then you're just like hanging out there. I'm like, what yeah. am I even doing here? Yeah. But it was it was just I could totally perfect. relate, bro. <laughs> yeah. I worked at a shop for twelve, maybe more years and yeah, I yeah. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, it was kinda like the thing to do, I guess. Yeah. I mean we always talk about how important those like shops are to the, the community and the youth and it's it kind of like that deal. bridge between, you know, like yeah. being a fan of the sport and really diving in and going in and checking out all the boards. Yeah. Little wetsuit, seeing the reps come in. I mean, it's it's kind of like yeah. intimate, but yet you're. Well, that's like, where you yeah. started watching yeah. videos too, right? Oh like yeah, surf videos sure. for sure. Yeah, and I mean, but back then, you you know, it was such a huge deal, and I, it was really Taylor Steele for me, right? It wasn't. Um, I didn't watch a lot of the other videos. Yeah. I always gravitated towards maybe because the Malloys and Timmy and and. Um, you know, all those guys were were in Taylor Steele's movies, so yeah. I didn't. I and they were local. Yeah. Even though I didn't know them, yeah. I just I kind of gravitated towards that the the clean cut Taylor Steele crew. Yeah. Um. So I didn't really watch any of the other films. Yeah. So, and yeah. So going back to you, surfing in high school, did mm-hmm. did uh did you get into competition? Nope. Never got into competition. No. Nope. Okay. Just just played water polo and okay. surf for fun and. Did you go on any surf trips as a kid? Or? I did. The first uh, first surf trip I ever went on was Costa Rica. Nice. Yeah. How old were you? I was 17. Sweet. Where it was like, you're going to surf. Yeah. yeah. And went with some friends. That was a big destination. That was a, a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. And warm water. which is War- It was warm like- and like, I never even, and going back now, and it was the first time I ever kind of ran into those people that were like, their whole life was surfing. There was one guy I'll never forget him. I've been down here three months. I came for a week. And yeah, I and he's been there for three years, and like he's smoking weed in his car, and like I'm like, there really it are these guys that are like their whole life is revolved around just surfing. Yeah, make enough money to get by, bartend here and there, smoke weed, live in your Whatever. car, and and I I'd never seen that Ventura. There's a little bit of that, but mostly it's like... Every the, town has a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. It was a blue-collar construction guy who's surfing before work. Like, that was a majority of the surfers that, yeah. that I grew up around. It's funny. We talk about how people make surfing the center of their world. Yeah. And it's different degrees of that, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Like, we worked 
in the surf industry because we don't really know much else. Yeah, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. God. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, we, we tend not to make... When you work in the surf industry, yeah, there's been years where it was lucrative, but, you know, now it's like... Yeah. Sometimes it's feast of, or famine, but, yeah. I mean, we love it because it keeps us in the water. Yeah, we're passionate. Yeah, when you're passionate about something, and that's for sure. in any industry or any business or any hobby or sport or whatever, like you get, you get really yeah, yeah so invested. Who, who'd you go with? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Talking about surfing, and I was getting really like into it and passionate, <laughs> and like how I love surfing so much that it's my life. This, st- this show's about Josh, though, bro. Come ah. on. So, who'd you go with uh, on that? Was that your first big surf trip, right? Yeah, yeah. Who'd you go with? Just parents, a, parents, friends? Yeah. Um, my mom went, and then I brought uh, one of my good buddies. Yeah, nice. mom. Yeah. My mom was fired up. That's yeah. cool. Um, I don't know if she's, like, fired up to go back to Costa Rica <laughs> anytime soon, but she got it's a different vibe down there now. Yeah. Now it's, like, uh, very modernized. It's, it's Cabo. It, it is. Yeah. Like, that's how we explain it. Like, it's in different. In certain parts, it's so I Americanized. just went back to the same place. Tamarindo, oh, yeah. 20... Mm-hmm. 23 years ago was much different than it is today yeah so I went, I went and ate Italian food and walked out 120 US I was like wait for fam. <laughs> I'm like that is yeah I could eat so much better at home when, yeah you know, it's expensive experience it, yeah, so, yeah yeah expensive uh, how was that trip? Did you get good waves or not really no yeah not really <laughs> um, but it's it w- rare yeah i mean it's usually yeah there's usually a little way i mean it was fun i think it was just like the the um just everything that it was warm water for the first time i'd never surfed in water that warm and just like little beach break waves and it was i think it could have been if it was waist high i would have been like it was the best trip ever so i think it was more so traveling and and like going through the whole process of bringing boards and the whole oh yeah yeah getting your board bag yeah I mean, back then it was probably fin blocks, right? The pro like absolutely. I probably made all the mistakes. Like <laughs> I, I didn't do anything right. I don't think I threw like a bunch of stuff in the board bag, and yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, traveling's good. So that was seventeen years old. Yep. yep. Yeah, right around there. And then I don't think I did another like just surf related trip for years. Okay. Because I started filming pretty quickly after that. Okay. Any, so any film like background or you just started? no 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 background um i don't yeah no i didn't you just got a camera and i just was in love with taylor's films and i was really? like this yeah and i was like i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that and i guess that that kind of entrepreneurial spirit has kind of carried throughout my life looking back now and making films is very entrepreneurial but um just falling in love with Taylor Steele's movies and and really like the whole culture of what it was was so attractive and when you realize you're not going to be a pro surfer really the next best thing is yeah. to make surf films and um, and so that's why I, I bought myself a camera and I literally knocked on the Malloy's door they were living in the Keys in Ventura that's the um, harbor with the right on peninsula yeah, yeah yeah they live right there and i knew which house was theirs stalker yeah no it was crazy <laughs> like look at like you weren't it, friends like no 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 Never. i didn't know i didn't know them at all wow okay i didn't yeah i didn't know and just back, back check one second though um so you you got inspired to be to make videos yeah to make film yep uh and you you live you're come from 
humble beginnings, yeah. right? Did mm-hmm. you, what'd you do? How'd you get the film camera? I just saved up. I was uh, bussing tables at Longboards Grill in Ventura. Nice. <clears throat> I just saved up and bought a little Hi8 camera and um, knew where the Malloys lived and wanted to film them. And I didn't know where Timmy was. And um, Timmy at that time was like already doing well on tour, I think. Like he was already... Yeah, he, he came on the, the yeah pretty quick. Yeah, he, yeah. and so I but I and I just um, I knew where they lived and knocked on the door and, and was like <laughs> but never ever no, spoke to him never never met, not once never introduced no and then I, I I can't remember I feel like it was um, Chris that opened the door okay and Chris is you know um, he could be intimidating oh yeah. for sure you know and I I I said hey you don't know me but I. I <laughs> I want to hey, film. Bro. And looking back on it, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can say that about multiple things through. But my you were a Grom and they were. Yeah, I just didn't know. And, yeah, Chris was, you know, Chris is 10 years older than me. Um, so I was 18. When he's 28, you're like, yeah. this is like a man. Yeah. Right? And I'm yeah. saying, hey, when you guys go surfing next time, I'd love to film you, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, cool, man. Sounds good. You know, like, and then I didn't see them for three months. or, And I would just wait at the beach. Like I would show up to Rivermouth, which was where a lot of those guys were surfing yeah, yeah. around that time, and I would just wait for them, and they just never showed. And then there was um, one, you know, flashing back. Sorry to cut you off, but mm-hmm. flashing back. There's one time when Ventura Star Bar. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy during that. Yeah, time? It was it was a couple years before that. It was called the Star Bar. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right? It was yeah, unbelievable. All the fucking. And then it happened again, and um, all that footage of Tom Curran from there. I don't know, like. You know, three or four years later, those crazy offshore days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I just, I just, I was going to make my own video in kind of the vein of like all the um, surfers from up there. And um, Keith Malloy showed up at the beach finally after me, like three months later, trying to like wait for them to show up. And um, like, we've been in Hawaii, bro, last three months. Yeah, I'm like, you were? <laughs> um, Would have saved me a lot of time and effort. <laughs> Um, but I was fired up. I didn't even care. You know, I was yeah. just, I wanted to make it happen. And the waves were good. Keith showed up and got a couple. Yeah. And I f- was filming and he came in and said, did you get those? I said, yeah. He's like, cool, let's go back to my house and watch them. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I hope I fuck. It was in focus. Um, so we went back, watched him, and he was stoked. And he's like, hey, let's film in the morning. So we met there. <laughs> And then he got out of the water and, and he said, um, I'll never forget it, clear as day. He was like, hey, did you know that Taylor Steele is making a new film? And I'm like, well, of course, he's my hero. Yeah, of course I know that. Yeah. And he said, well, why don't you like film me and my brothers and Timmy up here for, for the new film? And I went, this is the craziest, yes. Wow. And, I, and, and that was Loose Change. Um, that's what he was, yeah. But that's yeah, that's what it takes, networking. You know? but, it's a like, di- but, it, but like it, the funny thing is, is looking back on that, my first answer was yes, and it just stopped there, yeah. right? There was no like, well, do you think I'm going to get paid? <laughs> yeah. Like nowadays, now, nowadays yeah. Yeah. that's the answer, yeah. right? Back then I was like, I don't give a fuck if I yeah. e- ever make money. Yeah. Like if I, I don't, I just don't yeah. care, right? Just give, me, just give my name in the credits. I'll be stoked. And I just, and so they introduced me to Timmy and I filmed with them for a couple weeks. And I remember having enough footage to where like 
the boys had some good waves that were in the movie and i drew and they said hey you should get this to taylor and here's his number and i was like oh my god yeah. and i have never everything that i've done since i have never been nervous not once so how I don't get nervous, you? and I was totally nervous to call him. How yeah. long were you filming? We filmed that first time for about a month. No, but no, then, no. How long were you filming oh, until you hooked, hooked up, up with him? Two months. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, and I just kind of taught myself. I would just yeah. watch the films over and over and I over and over. And yeah, I write yeah, I just, I just How <laughs> stinky lucky yeah. are you? Yeah. You're, you're fucking on, right behind the ears. On... on, on on so many levels lucky right like because yeah. if you think about it was that time too yeah. where films were it was still a big deal big and deal. like you could yeah. you could you could be a surf filmmaker for a living yeah you know yeah. you could really do that and there wasn't a lot of filmers up in that area no. you know it compared was, to like you know you yeah, down, down here, here like, yeah, yeah. It was just a different, and it was like, and it, you know, it's a more, it's a more, Ventura's a more negative place. Yeah. You know, there's not. Yeah, it's way more low key. Yeah, it's just not. You can't just show up with the entourage and cameras and this and that. No, there's none of that. It's still, you can't really do it in a lot of those places. It's probably back to that. Yeah, I wish it was more back to that, because then when I go home, I'd get some more waves. But it's, it's, um, but yeah, so I drove the footage down to Taylor talk to him and I said hey I'm coming down yeah. I'm going to bring it down to you yeah, I wanna see your and I want to watch your this with you I want you to tell me like what I you know kind of going the extra mile and yeah. I wanted to meet Taylor and, um, and he's yeah. already made like four or five dude films. he was a le- I mean yeah. good times focus yeah. both momentums yeah. late night what was your first video was it loose change uh, good, I don't know. I don't know the orders I don't know how I don't know all the okay. orders it was, momen- it was the two momentums for sure <laughs> yeah. one and two and then after that I don't I don't recall like the order of the movie I know exactly but yeah yeah it was, yeah yeah it was both momentums and then focus good times yeah. the show loose change yeah. were you in the show show yeah you yeah. were in the show yeah yeah I'm all you were yeah I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I think um, that was so long ago so yeah so Taylor was like this is awesome um you know, try this and try this. And I'm going to tell the guys that, hey, focus on filming with Josh. And I I filmed with them every day for the next six months. Did, wow. did he look at your camera and say, you know so what, how let's, did you guys... let's, uh, let's upgrade you? No. 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 no, he didn't say anything. And, and again, like even money, fast forward, I, I filmed Timmy's entire segment for Loose Change. Um, every clip in there. And then I had a couple of Dan and then a lot of Keith, pretty much all of Keith's. And then Chris got injured he blew his knee out um, right when we got started. So he and that's when he started making thicker than water. But um, but yeah, I wound up and then at the end of Loose Change went to the premiere and he's like, handed me a check for nine hundred bucks. Nice. Okay, I'm like, holy shit! I'm like making money and <laughs> um, and and uh, you know it just kind of everything went from there. Right? So were you just based in Ventura? Yeah. For the first yep. couple films or whatever? Yeah, and then I... Um, Did you ever get to travel with them? Or? All the time. Yeah, and then so then Hit and Run was next. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was um, And Taylor... Um, y- yeah, it, he he shot an HD for that film, and it wasn't... Like, now everything's HD. It's like yeah. we could film it on our iPhones. But back then. back then, the HD cameras... I remember he spent a hundred grand and bought two cameras that were a hundred grand a piece. Yeah. And so him and Dave MG, 
who was filming yeah. for him all the time, what they learned how to use those cameras and you know, they, he was like, hey, there's nothing for you to do. Which, which was a bummer because I thought like, oh, now I'm going to travel and I'm going to do all this and that. And um, I... Wait, so they had those cameras. They yeah, and, they, and he was like, sorry, man. So like... We're the, not going to take any more submissions the, from anybody. Well, yeah, because no one was shooting on HD because yeah. Taylor, he was going to do... Or he was going to release it into movie theaters. Remember yeah. he did that little like... Yep. So he, he calls me... Um, I'm in Hawaii. My dad got married and I'm in Hawaii. Taylor calls me out of the blue. And he's like, hey man, um, I need you to go to Mexico tomorrow morning <laughs> with with Benji, um, Greg Browning, Saxon, and I think Brad Gerlach, I think. Pretty sure. And Jack English was shooting photos. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I, so I leave, and he's like, oh, and by the way, you're going to need to teach yourself how to use the camera, like, on the plane. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so I fly so, home, go home for one hour, go back to the airport and fly down to Mexico with those guys. Hold on a second. So backtrack. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to backtrack. No, it's okay. Time, but so when you, when he told you, we're only shooting this, you're not getting yeah. a submit book. Video. Video, yeah. What happened? What did you think? What were you going to do? Um, how much are these HD cameras? How much are they? <laughs> but you know what's funny? So at the same time I was... At the same time, um, Jack and Chris were making Thicker Than Water. Okay. And, you Which know... I love. I was still awesome. filming and those guys, they had just started doing that. Um, and so I would see Jack at the beach a lot. And I'd see him with, you know, Chris and Keith and Dan and... Um, and Jack was shooting 16 millimeter film because he had just finished. He just graduated from UCSB Film School, and I was like, "What are you? What is that? What are you shooting on?" And he's like, "Oh, it's film and this and that." And um, I real expensive shit. That yeah, really easy. <laughs> but I got really interested in it because it was so different. And then like having watched at that point, watched a lot of the surf films from. You know the the eighties and and before and everything was in film. How were you supporting yourself during? I was that? working at a restaurant. Still doing. Yeah, that. still doing that. I never yeah. stopped doing that. Yeah. Um. And because I mean, nine hundred bucks sounds like a no, lot. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it because I would have done the whole thing for. I yeah. was like, I didn't even know I was getting paid. Yeah, yeah. I and, just and those checks don't come every month no. regularly. No, there's no money. In yeah. Like, yeah. No. So so you were. Yeah, I was just doing waiting, busting tables, whatever yeah. it was you're doing at a restaurant yeah. and filming and filming on, the on the, in the mornings and and like whenever those guys were you know like whenever right, I didn't have a shift, yeah. yeah. And so um and I was coaching water polo okay at uh, my like my local high school. Um, so I I um but Jack got me interested in film and so I bought like a little um used 16 millimeter camera and he's actually the one who was like. This shoot, is how it works. This is how you do it. Yeah. This is how you, you know, shoot at these F stops and shoot this and shoot that. And that was he was like my only film school. Okay. And that was before the Mexico trip. That was before. Yeah, around the same time. So okay. like I was learning how to shoot sixteen millimeter and I went on that trip and um, you know, figured it out and So he calls you out of the blue. Yep. And you're in Hawaii. Yep. Your dad just, just got, got married. married. Yep. Tells you to fly out the next day. Yep. 
Does and he give you money for the ticket to Mexico? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah, no, so we yeah. fly into Puerto Escondido. You get the 900 yeah. bucks until the freaking premiere. Yeah. No, but I think, so. and in, in Taylor's defense, it was probably like, I, I don't think it was, I never asked him. And I think, it, and it's normal to like pay for the footage that's used in the movie. So like, yeah. if, you add, up all the, actual, like, if you add up all the minutes of used footage, like yeah. it was probably right around there. So as I told you before, I worked at Hunt the Surf and Sport and I used to do the buying for a bunch of stuff and videos. Of course. In my department. Right? Yeah. And I remember, what was the first video? It was Momentum, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember I always used to ask, uh, them to send me videos first. Right. You know, I, I'll, I'll VHS tapes, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you guys, if you guys don't know what that Before is, I buy oh. into it, I have to see it and make sure it's you know mm-hmm. good enough to carry it hunting the surface for. Yeah. Right? And I remember getting it <laughs> and watching it. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. And you know, during that time, the industry that you know, getting surf videos wasn't like a thing thing right there, right like yeah taylor cool. taylor made it. i mean it was occasional billabong movie occasional right. quicksilver movie yeah. and, and it was like slow motion water like, shots yeah you know like it was a different aesthetic jack mccoy yeah. and it was just yeah. a different different but aesthetic the 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 it was crazy because I, I remember going yeah you know we'll buy a dozen of those right yeah and then a dozen became two and then it, oh went, cra- it went crazy you know by loose change we were buying oh like, yeah, you know, he was selling thirty thousand DVDs worldwide. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean yeah. we 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 uh, at thirty bucks a pop. Yeah, we did Retail. a premiere with oh, that uh, yeah. with no uh, middleman. Right. Yeah. It was it was Betty Steele yeah. was the middleman. Yeah. 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 Mom, mom was uh, boxing up. Yeah. The She's all, honey, we're gonna need more room. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was. Uh, did you ever meet Sam Yago? Of course. Yeah. So y- Yago was the yeah. guy I used to deal with all the time. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, dude, like I couldn't believe it when you called me and that one time you said." Dude, you need, we need two hundred. I know, and you know that was like you know it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, the tri- so the trip was great with hit and run, and wound up filming I think some of Greg's waves and and Saxons in the movie, and cool. that was fun. And then I I was always in love with his signature series movies, drifting and on Rob and All for One on the Malloys, and Taylor Knox was my favorite surfer. And um, one of mine too. Yeah, Me who, too. who doesn't love Taylor? Um, so he, so I was like, how come you've never done a? You know, the movies were kind of like there just wasn't a lot to do, and yeah. I just called him and said, how come you've never done a Taylor Knox signature series film? Like he, I mean, it seems like everyone would, and he's like, I don't know, you want to do it? And I said, sure. Yeah. And so, and I was shooting sixteen millimeter, and I wound up filming all of Arc. I was about 20. I moved to San Diego. My wife, Janine, was going to San Diego State, and I moved to San Diego and filmed ARC. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so I, sure and I looking back, it, it's crazy doing that. At was 20, 90% of that filmed at Ponto? Um, yes. Yes, <laughs> it was. So. Straight from my mouth. An, another left that people really get upset in San Diego. We, we filmed there for one hour. And thank God we had Tom Rulon with us, or I don't oh, even know if we would have got that. Her. Yeah, we would have got, we wouldn't have got that one hour in. But Rulon, um, my my best traveling buddy. Yeah, I remember Rulon. Yeah, the best. <laughs> the best. So we, um, so yeah, so I filmed Ark, and then um, my wife's mom got sick, so we moved back to Ventura, 
Um, and I made a film called Flow on Al American Channel Islands. Yeah, and you got a lot of awards for that, I did. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of like the the film that like kind of changed my filmmaking career. I was I have it in my garage. Actually. Nice. You're yeah. the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Can you sign it? It's, I might be worth some money. Now. Yeah. Throw that thing on eBay. Yeah. Uh, so did you? You did all this filming, but how did you learn how to edit? Was that just something you learned on yourself too? Or yeah. And, I, and, and then with Flow, I had a, a friend of mine was, and then I I kind of stayed away from editing. Um, you just passed. Yeah, passed I would just and, find an editor and and and. So, because it's a lot to put together like I mean flow was insane it took two years so arc yeah under Taylor Steel. for specimen yep okay yep and flow was under specimen no okay so then I went on my own um, tell us about that like yeah I mean honestly it wasn't that much different I mean Taylor um, you know Taylor was doing other stuff yeah. so it was really just Taylor Knox and I kind of cruising around and and making a movie so Doing it by myself, you know, wasn't that wasn't much of a difference. But um, you, how did you finance it? And, and get it so so Taylor Knox introduced me to Al, um, and he put some money in, and then my friend who was editing it also helped finance it. Yeah, and because it's a pretty freaking amazing. Like I'll I'll watch it today yeah thank you, you know, it was um it was a it was i didn't even know that was you that <laughs> yeah that was me your coolness just went yeah, yeah. yeah your cool yeah. factor just went yeah out. that was i me. thought you had us at the, the, the 12 over there <laughs> now. yeah so uh, flow was and it it wasn't supposed to it didn't start out like me telling like the the story of al and really like modern surfing through him and Kelly and yeah, Tom cool. and yeah. so on. Different Baby perspective Smith. on like... Yeah, it, it, it didn't start out like that. It was supposed to be a Channel Islands like team type film. Obviously at the time, Channel Islands had the best team in the world. Yeah. Right? And you, I don't even think you could argue that. No. Um, and so, but Al got cancer in the middle of it. And then as I was spending a little bit more time with like Davey Smith and, and I met those guys and then Tom Curran and... And started just talking to them about Al. I was like, oh, I this is like here. a this is a crazy story. Yeah, yeah. Their relationship to him, and then obviously being so close with Taylor Knox, it was. Um, I was like, I think we should tell this whole story. Yeah. And so I did, and it turned into like Kelly crying on camera about yeah. his relationship with Al and his dad, who was had just recently passed away. It turned into this. Even like interviewing Tom Curran and having him say, yeah. you know, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have left the tour and I shouldn't have moved to France. And yeah. I I remember like looking at the camera like this thing's on, right? Yeah. Dude. Because cool. I, I couldn't even believe yeah. that because I would get lost in these conversations when I'd be interviewing these yeah. folks because I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm just as interested to hear Kelly's answer as all the yeah. rest of us are. Yeah. And, I, and I think your approach is way different than, than the ma mainstream media in the surfing world where yeah. it's like, you know, you got an, an edit, editor from a magazine yeah, or a yeah. writer, you know, you're probably a little standoffish. But of course. I'm sure you had a... And I knew I was... I, in and, and, and I knew all of them, right? Yeah. I didn't know Kelly. Um, he was He was hard to track down through the whole process. But it's easier for them to open up. Like, yeah, yeah. Canada, you know? They know it's not yeah. like someone, you know, having worked for Taylor Steele. And, um, of course, yeah. when you're doing something for Al, yeah. that changes things yeah, quite yeah. a bit.
your clout. And, yeah, it, you know, it was a big film. Yeah, I mean, it was a but big. But you started off just on something it, else, right? Yeah, it, it just it, it morphed into, and I was bartending at Brophy's in Santa Barbara <laughs> to make it, and I was twenty. You know, taking on a film of that magnitude with yeah. that story at 23 years old was probably, you know, um, I, I mean, I pulled it, yeah. but it was, I didn't know what I was getting into, you know. Um, that, that's why I wanted to bring that up because I knew that, you know, that was your own. Yeah, that was a big deal. Own vehicle. Yeah. Steering that ship, financing it and. Yeah, everything, and we and it won a lot of film festivals, and we sold a lot of movies, and um, I kind of learned the business side of it a little bit, and some things didn't go the way I thought they would, and I think you learn to be a bit more involved, and you can't really just be on the creative side, and I'd always been interested in business, and um, the next film I made was on Tara Dikitas, this pro snowboarder. Yeah. Um, and that won a ton of awards. Wow, okay. Um, that one did really well. How, how did you segue into that? <clears throat> Taylor Knox was dating her at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay, we owe everything to Taylor. Yeah, well, so T-Knox is good for, like, a lot of things here. Um, and, six, uh, six degrees of separation. Yeah, so Taylor. Taylor was dating her as I was finishing Flow. We're going to have to get him, Taylor, on the show just so we could uh, yeah. reference. Yeah, you us. should. You, who knows what he'd say? Yeah, just kidding. Yeah, he's like, Josh is a wild card the whole time. Um, but yeah. You didn't finance or film his uh, workout videos, did you? I did not. <laughs> but I support him fully. I don't know. I, I actually yeah. have a couple of those videos, too. Yeah. Two yeah, he's. Told. Along with your P90X and hey, your. Yeah, all right. Cut it off yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah the, the workout videos are amazing. Yeah. 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 Hard. Don't harm, of yeah. course. He Stick makes him. them look easy. Yeah. Just like, sir, you're like, I could ride that board, and then you hop on it, and you you yeah. suck. So, flow. What was that? Against the grain. Against the grain. Okay. And then, um, and then my last, and then because of the success of that, I started directing music videos in L.A. Oh wow. Uh, my works. my. Um, but then the last surf film I made was the Union Express with Timmy Curran, okay. where we took the train down the California coast and hooked up with different guys along the way. We went up to, we started in San Francisco with Keith Malloy and Benny Bourgeois, and then went to San Luis with Nate Tyler and Ventura, Dane, and um, Mike Lossness, San Clemente, and so on, Damien and uh, Rob in San Diego. And so that was my last surf film, but my manager as a director was Green Day's manager. So he was super tied in with Warner Brothers. So they had music videos for me to make and be a part of. And and how um, old were you then? I was twenty, around twenty eight. Okay. Twenty nine ish. And no, your furthest education was high school. Yeah, and I was an awful student. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Me too. I was just the worst. I mean, I don't even, you know, I yeah. both my parents are, they went to University of Pennsylvania, Ivy League, you know, and I'm like the So the apple fell sheep. way far from yeah, the tree. Yeah, my mom yeah. is like, what in the fuck happened? <laughs> you know, like what? But, the, I mean, she supported me. Yeah. She's yeah. always supported me through everything. Do you have siblings? None. None. Okay. No. So it was just me and pretty much me and her. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, so I was like 28, 29. And then Pat. Um, what, what did your mom do? She she did a lot of things. But when I was young, she put herself through. She went to Penn and then 
she was a flight attendant. She was all these different kind of random things. And then my parents got divorced when I was three. Um, and then she put herself through law school. Wow. So like when I was growing up, my mom was like back in school, school. And then she was a paralegal. And then like not until like high school was she, you know, she passed the bar and then was an attorney at a law firm, like, like a, a little local law firm in yeah. Ventura. And then so she opened up her own, she opened up her own practice yeah. and she's been a successful lawyer for the better part of the last 30 years. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, that for me was a huge, you know, she always would tell me that you can do anything. Yeah. And I believed her. Yeah. You know, because she was doing it. Yeah. And so I believed her. Good role model. Yeah. And I think. Good, um, good advice. And it was different too. Like there, you know, now, you know, there wasn't a lot of, or back then there wasn't a lot of coddling. No. You know, there, she's like, fuck, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get home till six and. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out, and and I There's think when you're refrigerator, don't burn down the. A lot of out. like only <laughs> only like kids that are an only child are perceived as spoiled. Yeah. But I was the other way, where it was like you just figure it out. Do yeah. your siblings say that? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like you kind of just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think that carried on through through my whole life. Yeah, but, I think our generation was more like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, know, yeah, like just. More independent. Leave leave the sunrise, come home with sunset. Yeah. Like no communication all day. Everything is fine. Check in once. Now it's like Where are, where are you? you on my app? I see yeah. you at, I mean if my oh. kids are three feet behind me in Target, I'm panicking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 um it's a different time. But but yeah, so then I uh, Pat Magnarella, he owned a big music management business. I mean, he had Green Day and the Goo Goo Dolls and all American Rejects. He he managed Weezer through their first huge wow. album, and he's a huge music manager. And and he was your manager. He was mine as a director. So, so just because I made a I made a I made Timmy Kern's first music video, Blue Eyes. Did it go all the way to number four on VH1? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was, that yes. was, yeah, that was a, that was back a, when they used to actually yeah. Play videos I mean, I, I'll be honest. That was one. I mean, I that was one of the biggest things for me was like seeing my music video on TV with it said directed Josh Landon, and that was a huge deal. Huge. Wow. Yeah. So and and it was Timmy. That was fun. I was. But that era of so like did, did, sur surfing movies and music was like. I mean, I Jack. Mean, it Jack was, was like the end all be but, all. But the, the visibility, they're putting yeah. out like Donovan movie. Yeah. Monthly, it was just, everything was on full. It was, yeah, full tilt. So how did you get connected with the, the manager, the music manager? I think um, through Timmy. Okay. I think Timmy met him through Rick DeVoe. Rick, yes. Who was Blink-182's manager. Okay. Um, Rick has a house in Oxnard Shores. So he and Timmy became friends, and then Rick and Pat were friends, and then I made the f the music video on Tim, and he gave it to Pat, and Pat is the one who got it on VH1. That's crazy. And so Pat was like, "Who's the guy that made this?" And Timmy told him, and he was like, "I want to manage him." That's crazy! What a great. I mean, the whole thing all the, the whole thing yeah. all kind of goes together. Yeah. I don't even know if I've. Yeah, I, bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I um. And so he, so, so, so Pat and I became friends, you know, and I was very interested in the business end of being a music manager. And, um, he said, have you ever thought about sports management? You know, like 
manage athletes like your friends are these surfers and um skaters and i was like i don't know do guys have managers like this like you mean like jerry Maguire? Yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Like there's, I, there, there's a handful of that yeah and and i just kind of really went and back then it wasn't you know like none of the guys that were my friends they didn't have managers like yeah. they, there was no i think maybe kelly and rob did for yeah but it wasn't like a long last it wasn't a thing and like no one i never met him or um i know taylor and the malloy none of those guys um and so i said i don't know maybe i can i can find out and so i i i built a, a athlete management roster of like 12 guys i think i yeah, I mean, from what? surfers yeah. to, to skaters. To, yeah, oh, did, you have, called, did you have snow? It was called PMM Sports. So his PMM, Pat yeah. Magnarella Music Management, was was his banner. And then so we just did a PMM Sports, and I ran it and built it. Um, so, and he, so he said to you, you should... You should do this. Yeah. Which... You should manage some so it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't you on your own. You had this big backer. I had... Big, uh, Big music yeah. backer, and I and Pat was like, he was great. He was like, this is how you. And but he had no business doing that with me. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't. I have. I had no business background. I. I had never. You just say, hey guys, I could help you out in your next contract. Yeah, like you want me to like, me look it over. Yeah, you want me to like start negotiating your but sponsorship he, deals. So he became your manager, right? Yeah. Did he start getting you? Music some music video gigs yeah yeah not a ton yeah um and then kind of the the athlete management thing kind of took over and so i started focusing on that and you know i started managing taylor knox and cj and damien and mcfanning mick kind of his mom does a majority of yeah. it um mick was like i think it would have been it was i think his second world title but um, his mom pretty much does a lot of it. But I was trying to like get him things that that you know would be a good fit for him. And Mick's such an awesome guy that um, he made that pretty easy and, and knew of, I was just a starting. Bunch of skaters. Yeah, we had Mikey Taylor and Sean Malto and yeah. Mike Mocapaldi and and then I think on the surf side we just had Nate Tyler too and. Um, I think I had Omar Salazar the skater. Was, was yeah. it eye-opening when you started seeing these contracts in a different like? Yeah, I think. I year, think. What year was that? You think that was? Um, I was probably thirty because now we're like getting close to Saint Archer. Okay. Um, and I'm forty now. Okay. Um, so I was doing it for about two years. Right around there, a year and a half, and I think. You know, most of the guys, like, I wasn't doing it long enough to, like, really make a huge difference. Um, the biggest difference that I made was with Sean Malto, the pro skater. Yeah. Um, Sean was a young kid uh, from Kansas City, and he was making pretty good money, 100K a year-ish yeah. with Etnies. You know, he was pro at that time. Girl yeah. turned him pro. So, like, 2004 five? Yeah, right around there. Yeah, the height. 2004, I go off like, it's funny, I'm a huge sports fan. Yeah. Huge. The Eagles lost the bowl in 2004. <laughs> um, so Good I, so I kind of like go off, I think it was like, yeah, a couple years later, after the Eagles lost that Super Bowl to the Patriots. Fuck. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was right around 2005, 6 yeah. Which was the height of skateboarding. Oh, man. Everything. 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 It was like, that was like... 
There was two hundred thousand dollar a year travel paid. surfers. Yeah, the and top those days paid. Yeah, yeah, those days figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sean, Sean was young and he was a star. I mean, Sean was like, you yeah, know, the new Costin. Yeah, I mean, he 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 was a big deal, and I took him from that, and in eight months, he was making seven figures. Like, changed his life. Damn. Yeah, that and that was. That's like the one thing to like hang my hat on with yeah. managing you athletes. And somebody. and now I do it for fun for like my closest friends. Could you do that for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I did, you know, uh, I'll I be your closest friend. Like uh, half flow in my garage. But I'll, I'll do that. I, yeah. <laughs> I do it, but I enjoy doing it. Like a lot of these guys, you know, like I did Guy Mariano's Nike nice. deal and um, Anthony Van England, you know, all these guys that are a part of these brands with me now. Like I, I go, dude, save the 15%. I'll just do it. Yeah. And I enjoy doing it. And it's, it's, it's fun to make them more money than they're currently being paid because that's what they're worth. Yeah. Um, and I've always done it for Taylor. Um, so, so, uh, so around that time, going back to surf trips, um, hands down, the most influential surf trip of my entire life was going to Puerto Rico for the search event. Um, okay. I when, missed those events, by the way. I missed yeah. that. That like, was the event that Andy, like the weekend yeah. that Andy passed away. Yeah. Um, Gosh. And it's such a crazy... So you were there. Yeah, I was there. And you were there managing... Yeah, I was there. I had um, so I managed Dylan Perillo. Yeah, and Rip Curl gave him a wild card, and Taylor's in the event. Obviously, CJ and Damian were in the event, and I just happened to be there. I just have I'd never been to Puerto Rico, and um, I knew Dylan Graves, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go down there, and um, I I just a tequila business approached Taylor about him investing and being an ambassador for the business down there down there okay was it pre-set up or they just hit him up yeah they just hit him up and it was a crazy time because when we were there 2010 2000 well andy what it's uh it's been 10 years right so 2009 um he he um it was that whole weekend so like it was a laser it's a crazy incredible. thing to even remember and I was such a huge I had I had met Andy a handful of times um, and we'd spent some time together and he was my he was the best man like the best mm-hmm. and it was a it was a um, it was crazy because the same weekend that I thought of St. Archer it like coincides directly to the day when when everybody found out that Andy had passed away wow so it was um, literally that sat. I believe it was a Saturday. I think so. Whatever day it was, it was the same day, and that's how I remember the conversation so vividly with Taylor, um, because what? I said I said to him, "Hey, I don't know about tequila," because he asked me my opinion, and I said, "If you don't want to do the energy drinks, because yeah. no athlete is drinking the energy drinks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no one. Come on, come on. But right. So I'm like, if you don't want to do those." Why don't you do beer? I mean, everybody drinks beer. Everybody. For so the it, most- was, it was you that formulated a plan because the tequila thing didn't Yeah, sound not good. even, no. Not even like that gnarly. It was more so me saying, why don't you do a beer? Better yet, why don't you do a craft beer? I mean, you know, everybody, I mean, you actually drink it. 
Yeah. That would be great. You're not really drinking Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. Something um, different from the big. And box. then I thought in that moment, I said, why has there never been a beer that's come from us? Meaning like, the surf. Us, like, yeah, and like our like culture, culture, you know, really specifically skateboarding and surfing, right? Because yeah. that's what we all grow up doing. Yeah. yeah. Every other brand tries to buy into the. And really, every other brand now is really trying to. Everyone wants to be a skater, yeah. right? And surfing. Like, surfers want to be skaters. Skaters don't want to be surfers. That's just, it sucks for, but that's true. Bro, I'll, I'll beg to differ. There's a ton of skateboarders that love surfing now. Yeah. There is. Not the ones that matter, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah. but I think, I mean, skateboarding has always been that um, cultural, like, needle mover from, yeah. Yeah, it's just everything starts there it's with skating now. Um, but, but surfing, but those two go together hand in hand. Yeah. And so I was like, how come, you know, it, and then I started thinking about it. And, um, the only problem was, is I didn't, I wasn't a brewer and I didn't know anybody in the beer business or know anything about the beer business. And I, but I didn't good. You had a good idea. You had, yeah. You had and that. I just, uh, I just, I just was like, I'm going to figure this out. So wait, you told Taylor. Why don't you do craft beer? Yeah. He says yes. Yeah, he didn't really say anything. He was like, yeah, I mean... Yeah. yeah I mean, so what happened to the tequila thing? It he just, didn't do it. He didn't do it. Okay. Yeah, he didn't do it. So um, then it got you it just got excited thinking, about... Just thinking about doing an alcohol. Something, yeah, yeah, something that's not affiliated with Big Box. Something and I, that's not... Yeah, and I always wanted to own my own brand. Like, that was always something that I thought would be cool. Yeah. Every every kid's kind of like, we should have a t-shirt, you know, like, yeah. we should do our own. Um, so that's always been there. And then really... Bro, that's pretty amazing, though. Yeah, I mean, because but... Because if you think back, I mean, yes, there's beers... And alcohol and yeah. all that, but you yeah. are first to market from our space. For sure. Yeah, it was a different, right. it was definitely, I never wanted to, I wanted to do something where I could, and I've done this with all the brands I've owned since. Um, it's really taking our culture and bringing it into a space that yeah. isn't used to having a brand, you know, and it's really a commodity. Yeah. Um, if you can bring our culture and aesthetic in an authentic way into multi-billion dollar spaces, you're going to stand out because that's what everybody wants is authenticity. Yeah. And these big brands don't know how to get there. That's but yeah. but talk about authenticity and how that. Of course. Yeah. it's. Every, I mean, but going back to surfing, the, the single biggest influence on me when I thought of St. Archer was on a mission. Mm. The surf brand. Yeah. yeah. It's the only reason why St. Archer exists. Yeah. the way that it does yeah because that was like the for me that was the end all that was the best thing that could ever be created that was such a great idea it was the best crew yeah. and everything about it going back to surrounding yourselves with Shout out guy, guy trotter yeah i yeah. think i wish i could i mean like just having the malloys and and rob and taylor both taylors yeah. and all you guys as it was theirs yeah and i'm like I didn't even care if I had an on a mission leash or, or a traction pad. I just yeah. wanted a t shirt. Yeah. And I wanted the sticker on my car. And I yeah. was like, no, dude, I'm down. Yeah, the two gloves. And you feel like you're. Yeah. And even before that, when it was just the OAM. Yeah. Like it was, that was like the, it had the biggest impression on me. And there's not even a close second. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that was your inspiration yeah. to start. Just that model yeah. of taking these athletes that are my friends and going, guys, it just had As a collective, it's more impactful and yeah. it's all bro. So And it's usually segregated, right? Like surfers and skaters at that time didn't own companies together. Yeah. It just wasn't yeah. I just happened to know everybody yeah. from movies and well, management and there, there was skaters that owned companies, but they were skate. right. That's what I mean. Or like all yeah. surf, yeah. Or like, but I knew everybody to say, "Hey, this is beer. Let's all do this together." Yeah. And um, and so who came up with the name Save Me? Archer? Okay, I've done all the brand for all the brands. So, what was your inspiration for Saint Archer? How did you come up with that name? Like, what were you thinking about? Because it's such a iconic, dope name gosh i wish it was that you know i wish i had some gnarly like (laughs) you know like i wish i had this vision and i know it was just archer was a potential uh name for my son beckham and my wife was like i want to be beckham and that so i used it in saint archer yeah so it wasn't yeah and saint just had a nice ring to it and um it was not, it was just, you know, there's no real story behind any of the brand names that I've ever used for all Villager, Harlan, Scout, Ashland. There's no, they just sound cool. And I, yeah. I kind of just, they come to me and then I like file them away and go, if I create another brand, maybe I'll get that in there. And um, But St. Archer, you know, I'd never done a capital raise. I didn't even know what a capital raise was. Um, and like I said, I didn't know anything or anyone that had to do with the beer business. And I was in Ventura. Yeah. And this is your first own business. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was... This is your first one. Yeah. St. Archer. Okay. And so I went home and told my wife... um, You're crazy? Yeah. My daughter was three and a half and my son, Beckham, was six months. My oldest son now. Um, And I said, I'm quitting everything. Management. (laughs) Movies. And we're moving to San Diego. And she was like, I'll find us a place to live. (laughs) Wait a minute. Walls on this guy. Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a lot. lot you guys didn't know any of this? Yeah. No. Oh, oh. Wait, wait, wait. But you said you're, you're, you're I, living in Ventura. Yeah, living in Ventura. And the name St. Archer, the business of beer, mm-hmm. you have nobody. Did you all, When you decided to quit everything, mm-hmm. did you have it? No. Figure it out. No. <laughs> did you have a group, group of. No. Friends and investors or anything. No. You're like, so how did you go? What did your wife do for a living or what did she go to school for? She was working at a uh, my best friend's hair salon. <laughs> doing what? So she was wor- She was managing the salon. Okay. Um, and then I was doing what I was doing. She's college educated. She went to San Diego State. Okay. Yep. She's she wasn't asset. smart enough to tell you no. No, she, <laughs> I think she probably was. But I mean, I always, I say now, um, any entrepreneur that's like had success, if they ha- do have a significant other, you, it's like it can it can a lot of people's dreams start and stop with their spouse, yeah, or whoever, whatever, yeah. And like if you, a lot of times that that can be the deal breaker. You could have the best idea in the world, and your wife or husband goes, "Fuck, that's stupid, nope, yeah," and then it just that's it, yeah. yeah. And Janine has never done that. Which is like, she's just as responsible for my success as yeah. I am. So that's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Okay, so you decide to freaking quit everything. Quit everything and move to San Diego. Yeah, why San Diego? 
It's the craft beer capital of the U.S. Oh, it is. Okay. I so, did not know that. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like the mecca of, it. you know, in my opinion, it's the best craft city and like it, Portland and Denver are distant second and third. But that's me being biased, right? Yeah. But I think um, San Diego's San Diego's the best. So you packed up the family, moved to Cardiff. You had two kids at that time. Two kid, two little kids with no income. Revenue no income, stream? none. Okay. And all of the only money we had, which wasn't much, um, went into St. Archer. <laughs> <laughs> and so I moved down there, and I was like, I should probably, you know, I'm going to do a capital raise. Who's coming with me? Yeah. <laughs> that's that, now that's your McGuire like move yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Um, like, well, I don't need anything. I don't need this chair. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I mean, I think I was just so, um, yeah, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And I, I started a capital raise and, and put together the brand. Can I, can I? Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Your friend, the manager, Pat. Yes. Did you tell him about this? Yeah, well, I quit. <laughs> yeah, I had to. So, and that was not. Didn't go over well. No. That didn't go over well. So yeah. to let's, say, let's, he, he, didn't, he didn't throw down a check? No, he was, it was gnarly. Yeah. Because you were going to quit managing and you had to I tell quit all it. the athletes that I quit you're quitting. Everything. Yeah. So how was that process? Like, tell us about those um, conversations. Yeah. Was plus, it, like, was I mean. I think a lot of the athletes, well, so the first, so Mikey Taylor and Paul Rodriguez, um, they were with me when I started St. Archer. So I was managing Mikey and I knew Paul and Mikey, um, you know, we we started it together. Those guys were just pro skaters, so they, they weren't around, right? But yeah. um, like when I moved to San Diego and we didn't have any money because while we were doing the capital raise, there's no money, yeah. right? Like you, the money goes into escrow account. It's not like people start writing you personal checks. Yeah. yeah. Even though I probably got a half a million dollars sitting in the escrow. No, oh. from surfers and skaters and snowboarders that were made out to me, and they were putting them in my mailbox. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I I appreciate how much you trust me, but like, did you read any of the paperwork? <laughs> um, but my so Paul Rodriguez was was literally sending me money to pay my utility bills. That's awesome. Wow. Like P-Rod, you know, has a special place in my heart forever for a lot of reasons, but that's, that's definitely one of them. Okay. So you, you came up with a name and Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, this is a great idea. Yep. I'm going to do this. You tell your wife, she says, I'm on board. Yep. Then the next step is telling your clients. Yep. And they were all okay. I mean, it was. And then telling your boss. And then not not okay. That was not okay. And then, but it came around later and later. But I mean, you know, that's a huge risk. But you, you, when did you, when you started telling the athletes, Uh you knew that they were going to support you. Did you know that? No, no. I mean, no. that the thing I'm driving at is like yeah. how crazy of an idea. I mean, it was like they, I think people were. I, I don't. No one was upset. I think they were more so probably worried. Yeah. You know, probably like, what are you doing, man? Because yeah. like I was doing good. I mean, I was doing good. And you we, have kids. Yeah, I have and kids. Yeah, and they were like, support. I mean, like, I'll, I mean, um, you know, one of the best, best most memorable meetings when I was raising money, the first $3 million for St. Archer was with Mick 
and he tasted the beer, and now he, now he does balter. But if he was sitting right next to me, I'd be like, remember when you tried the IPA, spit it out? Yeah. Didn't invest and told me, like, he was legitimately like, Mate. Dude, I don't, I'm like, I don't know, man. Not only does this beer suck, yeah. I'm like worried about you. Yeah. Like, this is like, are you sure? Like, are you going to, yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm sure. So, and so I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty decisive person. And yeah. like, once I'm, I'm doing it and it's like in my, it, I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. That's, that's that's what it takes. That's you what know? it takes, and, and it, not just for yourself and to yeah. believe in yourself, but to get others to believe in you. Yeah, because if you're like, I don't know, everybody's like, dude, he's not. You, you yeah. gotta be. Well, and I think it's committed. More so to that point, uh, you know. Now I've had a, a lot of folks, you know, send me their business plans, and they want me to invest in this and that, and 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 really, it's it's um, you're investing in the human. Yes. You're not investing. Kind of the idea, but who, you guys are like if I was talking to you guys, you're like, I don't know anything about the beer business, but this dude, let me get this straight. This dude just moved his family to San Diego, two little kids, not making any money, and he has to fucking figure this out to yeah. live. Yeah, I got 50 grand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I just, be I just believe yeah. that this dude is going to do it's, it. It's yeah. a more compelling story. Yeah. And especially when you have, like, you know your your peers and friends yeah. are also believing in you it's when you're raising capital yeah. Like, yeah well hey i don't really know it but yeah another 15 20 people yeah believe in me and we're going to get the right people and make it we're going to make it work. i'd say athletes probably only made up about 750 grand of the three million yeah so the rest was just you know random folks and it just so happened one of the guys that didn't wind up investing was close friends with Steve Wagner, who was the president of Stone Brewing. Mm. And Stone owns our own distributorship. Yeah. He, he said, you should, see, he, you should talk to Steve. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, that would be insane. And he's like, yeah, just send him an email. I'm like, you just send him an email and he responds? <laughs> yeah. You know, like if you're starting a clothing company, like Bob Hurley's probably not writing me back. <laughs> You know, like as yeah. great of a guy as Bob hey, hey, is, Bob, he's busy. I want, I want to take some of your retail stuff yeah. uh, with a brand that's going to compete. Can you give me a couple pointers? Bob's <laughs> like, you're starting a clothing brand. Good <laughs> luck, man. You know? How'd you do it? And could you lend me some money? Yeah, like it was a. Uh, so, but Steve wrote me back right away. Wow. And I was like, come up to the brewery for lunch. And he fell in love with St. Archer right away. And he, you know, Stone is not my style of aesthetic, but. In the late 90s, those guys kind of went against the grain For sure. with their aesthetic and Greg's messaging with Steve. And, and I think they saw some of that in St. Archer. And he said, we'll distribute you from Santa Barbara down. I didn't even have beer yet. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yeah. Wow. And so I raised $3 million, You know, probably the craziest thing I've ever done. I've Because it was easier after you had that blessing. I've probably raised over $40 million now in the last seven years privately for all the businesses I've done. And that three is the most, I, there, there's no, there's, you know, that was unbelievable. Uh, I can only imagine. And like, so, hold, hold on. Go ahead. You, go ahead. <laughs> you raise this money, do you even know what it costs to open? Like, yeah, so I started, like, so I started know, like, meeting, so I started meeting like different folks. still tanks, 50 grand, and the yeah, so another I, 50. That, that was one know. of the reasons why I wanted to be in San Diego, right? Like I, I wanted to be, I in the mecca of it all, and the, the from a knowledge and and 
um, relationship perspective, but also from a pressure perspective. Like I knew if we made it in San Diego, we're good. And I knew we'd either like kill it or go out of business. And then I'm like back to Ventura and trying to figure it out, right? If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Kind of, yeah. And I still believe that to this day. Southern California, if you can create an alcohol brand here, you're going to do well everywhere. Yeah. But um, but I think, so I raised $3 million. Um, I didn't have a brewer, um, but I was in Steve's office, and there was a, a magazine in his office that had the best brewers in the United States under the age of 30, like 30 and 30. And um, I asked him who all these people were, and he's like, hey, man, this isn't like <laughs> surfing. <laughs> Where you can just like go to your friend's company and say, I'm going to take you out of here and go. I'm like, I'm not just asking, you know. I wound up hiring one, three, and five on the list. <laughs> and they just kind of believed in one, my. One, three, and five of the top 30. Yeah. Okay. And so two of them, one of them was in, two of them were in San Diego. One of them was in um, Hawaii, in Maui, Kim Lutz. Um, so she, she came from Hawaii. But um, a lot of the athletes I had. It was kind of the best of the best. Yeah. Everybody from Eric Costin and Sean Malto to Taylor Knox, and and uh, we had them all. We had everybody. And, and, that, go, and that goes back to a compelling story and, and, yeah. and giving some people you know, a little bit more to go on than just an idea. It's like, hey, we got a lot of really I think it was people. just It was just creating a brand yeah. and a sea of um, businesses that were calling their beers devil's baby, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, I'm going to create a brand and tell a story, and, and I can do that. I'm a story I know how to do that, and I can create an aesthetic that is attractive to me and I think will be attractive to other folks. And um, we built the brewery and launched the brand, and um, it went well. So, I mean, how much out of that capital... <laughs> went to the facility and how did you pay a major- for the, the a majority of it yeah how did you yeah. pay for these one three and five brewmasters yeah to be, to be honest with you was uh, it just the, yeah them yeah making a leap of faith Is yeah i mean you know brewers aren't making what you would think they make give them a little which, equity which bite? yeah like, i mean two of them got equity yeah um but they're not making what you would. It was probably one of the it's more like chefs. So same, same thing. It's you very eye opening. Like you're the reason why this tastes yeah. good, and you make the least. And the, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, so I and then I went through a lot. Like I I um, before one three and five, I had another brewer that was like helping me. Uh, art director. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, an art uh, somebody that was helping with some of the art, and then I had another head of sales. I fired all three of them, um, and I'd never been through anything like that. And um, that was before we even had beer in the market. Wow! And so, um, damn. I think you you know there's a lot that goes into these things that I think people don't see the sides that are like decisions you have to make that are very quick and decisive. And like, are you really ready to like grab your balls and jump in the deep end? Yeah. It means a lot of different things. Yeah. And I think. Um, and then just by chance, I met our VP of sales, Jeff Hansen, at a conference. And then it just, he he ran Sam Adams on the West um, and then was a VP of sales at another brewery in San Diego. And I just said, what's it going to take? Yeah. And I convinced him to come over. And How long were you in business? We were not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we were two weeks away and Jeff came on board and like created the whole sales strategy and Jeff kind of took that and then I is, how much is this is this the the guy that told you when you're shooting for five thousand barrels the first year no that was Steve Wagner oh and he was like I so I so I I had a business plan yeah um it was all wrong um <laughs> this is great. literally wrong like all the numbers were wrong like the three million I raised dead wrong dead wrong um. So I thought you needed three million. No, no, no. Like it, the numbers, the margins, the the oh. cost of goods, the, everything's totally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like well, looking yeah. back on Stain, it, stainless steel went up like eighty yeah, percent this year. Like, I remember, I remember, I showed it to Jeff, and Jeff was like, "Dude, what is this? This is, is that like, after he said yes or yeah before? after he was like, oh my, <laughs> well, I'm like I'm gonna need you to like remake all this." Um, your job now so so with steve i said i raised money saying we're going to sell five thousand barrels of beer in our first year and i didn't know if that was crazy or and steve i remember telling him in a meeting this is what led me to firing our then head of sales i said hey i need you guys to sell five thousand barrels in year one and he said look <laughs> you're a nice kid called me a kid i'll never you're a nice kid um, you'll never sell 3,000 barrels. Yeah. And I went, right. Don't care. I need you to sell 5,000 yeah. barrels. And he said, look, if everything went right and you got all these grocery authorizations and you got into all of the chain grocery stores and on draft, blah, 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 maybe you hit the record we've ever had is 3,000. We've never seen anything like that. It's not going to happen for you, but just it it's happened once. And, and I said... Well, cool, great. Well, what do you mean grocery authorizations? Like, <laughs> when you say grocery authorizations, you say it like that's my responsibility. You're the distributor. Don't you just, I don't know. Don't you just package in. And he was Whatever. like looking at me like, are you, this dude is out of his mind. And, um, and so then I look at my head of sales and I go, well, this is our job. Do you have connections to grocery stores? And he says verbatim. Yeah, I mean, we could backdoor a couple of them. And I went, oh, my God. And here I am, three million down. Like I'm three, I got three million bucks of people's money, and I fired him three days later. And um, and fast forward a year, I wound up doing seventy two hundred barrels in year one. So okay. I was right. <laughs> and uh, and so see, wait, wait, how how did you? do Well, that? that's like I mean, we don't even have backdoor. There's not just one yeah, yeah. There's about a hundred. I mean, Jeff, Jeff, from a sales perspective, Jeff was a huge part of that. Yeah. Um, and we were insanely aggressive. Saint so Archie, five, five grand was your five thousand barrels. 5, yeah, which is four hundred six packs. Four hundred thousand. Yeah, six packs, right around there. It's a lot. It's a lot. We we were and you you did seventy seventy two hundred. Yeah, so we were, I mean, we redlined the business. I hired the best. That's probably been my, the reason, probably the biggest reason for my success just in day-to-day -day business um, has been I hire the best of the best. Like, whatever it takes, I know what I'm not good at, which is a lot of stuff, you know? And so you're I, saying Wes is yeah, the best of the best? Yeah, I am saying, yeah. Damn! Yeah, and I think it's like taking people. <laughs> I that was coming. Well, and you can, see, but... I think um, I do. And I think if you, it doesn't mean they have to come from the specific industry that you're in. Yeah. You, I just look for personality traits and go like, all you need to do is learn 
A through C, but you have the personality to be the best in this. I think you're talking about me. And yeah, me and, and, Ch- and Chucky is pretty know, much but we described this to a T. We, yeah. we had, and then it's like it's a lot of other things that I've learned. But I think um, I hired the best of the best, yeah. and they, from the beer perspective, we were very aggressive and and um, and. We were selling, you know. How, 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 sorry, how important is like your guys' tasting room volume? Like For us, it wasn't. Okay, because I know yeah. some of them, that's like the majority of the way. Yeah, we were sells. a different business. We were a production brewery and okay. six packs and we, yeah. the scary kind. You know, like this is the scary kind because it's not that profitable. Yeah. It's not what everybody thinks it is. Um, just and I had, volume. when I raised 10 million in our first two years just to keep up. We were selling 250,000 six-packs a month. Crazy. In San Diego, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And a major I'd say... It's almost a curse growing that quick because you... Yeah, you, you got to like, raise then, more and money. And do yeah. you have the ability to raise money? Yeah. Like, do you have the personality to do it? Like, yeah. do you... You know, and a lot of folks don't. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You just... It's like... For it. Yeah, you know, or, or they just say, "Hey, I'm I'm comfortable if we just hit this number. I'm fine if we stay there." Yeah, I think you most be people, able to like. Well, it's like beyond. And that. now that I own an alcohol distributorship, now I'm I can see where a lot of the folk. I didn't, I didn't like converse with other craft breweries. I didn't fall into that scene. You, I didn't, you ran your own. Path. I always looked own. at me. I was always like the outsider that yeah. said I didn't go to like, you know, the craft people that they think you need to go through to like get their blessing i said fuck that yeah Yeah. i'm gonna go sell beer in the stadiums and hotels and at the beaches and everywhere where we sell a lot of beer and i'm not gonna kiss anybody's ass yeah Yeah. i'm gonna do it my way yeah and it was just a different you know we were never profitable one day yeah st archer was never profitable one day yeah a lot yeah people were like this this what the you know (laughs) There was a. It was just a. Diff- that's growing pains too, though. You yeah. Know, at the same yeah. time, because you're reinvesting. Yeah. Back into the business. Yeah, so I mean, that- it, and we were just taking. So we took ten million over two years, and um, I needed ten more million, and <laughs> um, and I hired an investment banker in Los Angeles, and uh, Budweiser called, and they offered us about thirty million for the brand. Two, two. Two years into Saint yeah. Archer. Yeah. They offered us thirty million bucks, right around there. Yeah, a little bit less than that. And I said no. And um, I said this seems crazy, but like there could be an opportunity for us to. Was that always your goal? To sell it, mm-hmm. pretty much. Okay. I think anytime you take people's money, that's what they want to hear. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I knew that when I had the idea. I learned that that was what you needed to get comfortable with when you take other people's money. Yeah. yeah. And so... Find a way to buy them out and then... But I I would be lying if I, on the beach in Puerto Rico, was like, I'm going to sell this thing. Yeah. I didn't even... That would be... But, you know, that's what people don't understand is is when you take people's personal money, that's what they want. So when people go, dude, you sold out, you bought... Well, yeah. Yeah. That's what... that's what folks expect. Yeah, but going back to like you selling this as a brand more so than just a good tasting beer is like you guys sold a lot of like apparel. You guys yeah, sold we, like a lot of like product we, because people. Yeah, I think we we sold we it sold you know it really like it was a lifestyle beer. It right? was yeah I think a lot of people I, it's hard for me to to say it but it's 
it really changed a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I, I um, from what I've seen, and I, I don't really pay as much attention, but I know like a lot of people now, like a lot of athletes are creating companies yeah. and they use the model that like, and it was not a model that was new. It was just new bigger. It was yeah. bigger. Yeah. And, and it and was in a category that was not traditional to our culture of yeah. skating and surfing, right? So, um, but yeah, Budweiser called and then I made a film telling the St. Archer story, which was basically my story and put together a deck and then generally an investment bank would just take it out and, and they farm would, it out and I was it. like, I want to do it. And being an athlete, I was comfortable in the negotiation side. And so I hey, you, you told the investment bank I'm gonna you do, want to do the pitch? Yeah, I'm going to do, like when it goes to a back and forth, I want to do it. And um, and then I wound up selling it for almost triple that first number to Coors. Wow. So 90 grand? 90 grand? 90. A little bit more than that. No, it's not but, grand, it's mil. I mean mil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew that's what you meant. Yeah. Well, if it was 90 grand, I don't know if I'd be no, on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so we, so it was, so yeah, so that's, and that's what happened. Wow. Um, which so, was, which was good. Let's, yeah, let's real, talk about really it. good. Within like, a very short period of time. Two years, yeah, a couple two years. fucking years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Started with three mil. Yep. Two years, fast forward. Changed a lot of people's Maybe lives. First offered Budweiser. Turned it down. Turned it down. And then ultimately. Which is a, a huge. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, you know, so like what did your what did your partners or, or everybody would have made their money? Nobody knew. And, yeah. <laughs> nobody knew. I didn't. I didn't tell anybody. And because um, you would have, you would have. I knew it was clamor, right? I like, knew. Yo, yeah, I mean, selling a company for th- I don't. I I mean, I tell people all the time, like, how many people do you know that have sold a company for twenty five million dollars? Yeah, not many. Like yeah. one, a two year aside old, from me, who a two year old company. Yeah, that just doesn't happen, right? Uh, Bob Hurley. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, just Jeff Kelly. Um, <laughs> not many. Not, not many. many. Like, like that kind of money. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, tell us about that ninety million dollar day. Um. And wait, there, there was how many? Like forty something. Yeah, investors? yeah. So, um, tell us about where, where were you? It's Coors. At the Coors I was office. In, where, where was the pitch? Where was the? No, I was in. Um, no, I was in Vegas. Okay. Nice. Um, and I was wow. all in black. We were we were going to open up a distributor out there. <laughs> okay. And um, and I like gave Budweiser a last second chance, and uh, they didn't do it. And I called Coors and said, "Congrats, you win." Wait. So tell us about I, tell us about the pitch though. The, the that story, day, the day. Yeah. Like, who did you meet with at Coors? Yeah. So their head of the the CEO of their craft division was tenth and uh, called tenth and Blake and Scott Whitley was is was the CEO and then the CEO of Coors Gavin Hattersley. They were all involved. Pete Coors. Um, everybody was involved. Where did you guys meet? Uh, they came to me in LA and then and then they came to San Diego a bunch. So and like, then I went out to Denver a few times. But but Miller Coors is really based in Chicago, um, so we it was kind of like going all over the place yeah. and um, y- yeah. So did they did they you, did they tell you like I mean without I mean your negotiations so they probably don't want to blow smoke up your you know ass uh-huh. so to say but like they must have seen something yeah, special yeah. on like what you know made you guys different from like Stone and some other predecessors yeah, yeah. that are big yeah like, I think. 
because that's a lot of money within a short period of time. They probably think. Like, yeah, I think it was a. It, it, it what Scott would always say was it you need to have a face, place, and a story. And Saint Archer has all that. Yeah, had all that. Doesn't yeah. it anymore. But um, it had all that. And and Saint Archer was really had the potential to be a huge national craft brand. Yeah, Can't. if managed correctly. I want to know. I'm gonna keep asking this. Yeah. No. Okay. So. You're at a boardroom. Mm-hmm. Where were you? At Coors or? I think we were we were in LA. In LA, the yeah. Investment bank, company, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there with the heads of Coors, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And then are you? Because I'm trying to picture yeah. picture this in my head, and I think a lot of listeners would be like, "Fuck this guy who doesn't have a college degree, who meets some big hefty hitters <laughs> in the industry that you're just a a peon in, yeah, yeah, make yeah. or break." Like the 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 weight of that room, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you're 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 there. Are you like here's a computer and it's you know is there a screen and you're going through the deck and you're like I yeah through. I I wasn't I didn't do any of that okay and I was dressed just like I am now yeah no you know like no I, smoke screen no no there's no this is me this yeah. is it this is what tattoos the whole deal they're guys. like they're if it's like, not gonna be you guys we're gonna raise another 20 million and just do it ourselves so exactly it's not where i do the same thing yeah do the passcode for me <laughs> yeah um yeah no there was so it was the investment bank would do that they run through the brand and they're already familiar with the brand they know everything yeah, that they're coming out yeah they're, they're we're, we would be long past that you're but, but we weren't together when, like, I said yes and they said yes, and well, it was on the phone. Yeah. And then it was like three months of legal, not not long. Yeah. And uh, we got through it, and and then the wires came in. Yeah. And I wish I could say I had like this moment of, um, but if I'm being perfectly honest, I I didn't really uh, have like a um uh, like a. A moment with my like being I don't know I, I guess like you didn't cry when I, you were you, no. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't cry and I didn't but the best week I'm was, crying now yeah. bro <laughs> yeah. were, were, you, were you excited to make those like did you, that was did my, you make out that make was out personally to each yeah person? I gave everybody checks and they didn't know they were coming and that was probably the, one of the best weeks of my life I would wow. imagine so like I had I mean you know how many employees did you have at that time you were selling like the brand we had 70 employees 70 employees with production mm-hmm. yeah and, everything and yeah everything. top to bottom and 40 um, something investors yeah about 40 investors and a lot of them obviously like close for you know yeah changed their lives in a lot yeah. of ways um you know handing people seven figure checks were was it? See how much money I got. Yeah. All that shit over there. You know, was a minimum in? I got about three hundred right there. Wives were crying. Yeah, I mean, dude, Taylor, oh my God. Taylor Steele. Yeah, tears. Yeah. yeah. So it was a um, like how you know you call them, you go, hey, I didn't tell you this before. Yeah, no, and it wasn't calling them; it was all in person. Yeah. yeah. So, so you I just sold the company. Tech. Yeah. So I, and, and I showed up with a check and like. Thanks, Taylor. You're in Australia, flying there, and we and or there was like Paris or wherever you're. There was setting. some crazy stories. Like um, one skater took me to Bank of America, emptied his savings account to invest in Saint Archer, gave me every penny he had. Wow! 
and I gave him back over half a million dollars. So it was like, you know, there was, there was things like that that were really amazing. But for me personally, a lot of the reason why I did it, I just wanted to see how I would feel. Because I knew that I was going to do more than that. I yeah. knew I wasn't going to just stop. Yeah, like, you're too young. You've experienced it. And I just it. wanted to see how it would feel to like... Change people's lives. And to make money. How would you... A lot of people that react differently. Like, are you doing it for the money? Like, are you doing it for to buy like a big house and drive nice cars? Oh, and, yeah. But is, that, <laughs> but is that like... If that's your motivation, then like... Yeah, no. Then you go, I, I made it. Yeah. I did it. And that would... My motivation is always to win. Yeah. So it's a... a so you, you know, a lot of these people, although are successful, you know, yeah. people and, you know, there's... Most of them that we know, some of the names you brought up are pretty humble people. Yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're pretty business savvy. But yeah. They're not like these, you know. No. Over the top, like. No, no. You know, hungry people. Under, no, I think it, it, it just no. it just like for me it was I wanted to know how I would feel because then yeah. going forward you know what your motivations are. Yeah, for sure. So I, I and I was fine. You know, like I was making a good living. We could pay our rent and. Our kids were good, pay the bills, and so I was fine. I was in a complete place of leverage in the negotiations because I literally didn't feel like I had to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it just, uh, but then once I was there, I, I stayed about eighteen months, and it just didn't. I had other stuff I wanted to do, yeah. and Coors wasn't really ready to own Saint Archer. Um, we were the first craft brand that they purchased since Blue Moon twenty-two years prior. Wow. So it was a. Uh, um, it was just it just wasn't the time. So and they kept you on and, and I had a lot a, of the staff for a year and a half or the entire staff. Yeah. Um, I negotiated everybody's employment deals from top to bottom, all seventy people. And did you have a, like a non compete? I did. Yeah. I had a ten year deal. I did oh I had a ten year employment contract. Wow. And I left eighteen months in. Dang. Um, and what kind of paycheck did you leave on the table? Yeah, a big one. More seven figures. And um, is what you left, yeah. Wow, and I just uh, just wasn't for me, yeah. And I had the idea for Villager, I wanted to do a non alcoholic business, and um, I wanted to do really like in the I meantime. love coconut water, by the way. Oh, do you go yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Again, you're the one, just yeah. kidding. Um, yeah. but I and I but I wanted, like, why are you spending eight dollars on coconut water? <laughs> dude? Like, dude, I love it. I'm all you drink, like, I, I can't afford that. I know it's crazy. Ours is affordable, but some yeah. of them are not, yeah. But I really I subscribed for a while there. Oh, nice, yeah. Thank you, yeah. A lot of it was little villager. I suck up, bro. I'm, dude, I'm not sucking up. I wanted to do a kid organic. I had my all of our kids are little, so I wanted to do a kids juice. Yeah. So really, like one yeah. of the first ideas was Little Villager, which both brands right now are. You know, we're in over seven thousand doors and doing really well. Yeah, it's doing really well. So you're still um, doing Villager. Yeah, awesome. yep. Villager still going strong. We grew. Uh, this is our third year. We're up ninety five percent from last year. So that's your second business venture. Yep, your own brand. Yeah, and Little Villager and, and Villager are kind of two separate brands. Okay. That's the way I look at them. Um, so it's like two and three. Little, little villagers, the kids juice. juice. Okay. It's organic kids juice boxes. Sick. Um, and then I just missed being in the beer business, and uh, it just took me took me a couple years to get over St. Archer, um, just a, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, Bittersweet. Yeah, it was hard. It's still hard. I still love it. It'll probably I'll never love any business like I love St. Archer, um, but. 
but I missed being in beer and and um, so we started another one. <laughs> and then and then this like in the, in the new business is called Harland. Um, and but but more so we we now own our own alcohol distributorship as well. Yeah. And a lot of my education scout, right? scout yeah. A lot of my education in beer came from the distributors. Yeah. And I would sit there with Jeff and go, Man, so these guys like they don't really offer a whole heck of a lot. They just like drive it there. Yeah. Damn, what are we doing it. a brewery yeah. for? Why didn't we just get some trucks and I don't know? Do it ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I always we would talk about like, man, like that's talk about generational money in the U.S. Yeah. is alcohol distributorships. Yeah. Um, and Our if friends, you, uh, well, it's hard. You ever heard of Osterkamp Trucking? No. They do Coors. Oh. Like Coors Light and blah blah blah. Yeah, that's he's always a, good. He's a dude I met a long ass time ago, but he surfs. But his dad is like, yeah, Osterkamp Trucking. Yeah, I mean, so, if you can do it. It's like a, it could be a generational business. Yeah. Um, and I always said if we got into it, I think a lot of brands would be excited about being with us because I would be sitting across the table like I am with you saying, I'm the founder of St. Archer. Like I am you. Yeah. I know what it takes to raise capital and build a brand and build a sales strategy and do all these different things. And um, I can help you with all that. It's not just a delivery service. Like I can actually help you build your business and brand. And because of that, we, we have some of the best breweries, not only in the nation, but in Southern California. So you've you, taken on other... Yeah, we yeah. distribute, uh, we have 12 brands yeah. right now. Because of where you went through that process, you see yeah. other smaller breweries yeah. or yeah. brands that you can June help Shine, out. Right? Yeah, we distribute June Shine, um, and we have other great breweries and then um in january i'm launching a hard seltzer business called ashland nice yeah which scout will distribute and then we're signing on with some uh budweiser houses up through the state of california you know the late night with chalky podcast show is uh gaining some serious momentum and you know being a manager you know prior manager and stuff we'll probably need somebody like you yeah Yeah. (laughs) a little representation yeah I, i actually was thinking of a sponsorship deal we could probably work out too there you go and yeah. Wes is tough man I don't know if he's going to be going for that yeah but it's been yeah so it's been I mean it's been a crazy yeah it's crazy to be back in the alcohol business with two Harlan and Scouter are we're in year one doing what we projected to do in year three awesome. so it's been a crazy were you crazy. able to solidify some of that old staff or could you not touch them did you have to go yeah i pretty much gutted everybody (laughs) yeah we we took the our favorites and everybody came on board which has been great to kind of have the band back together and have some new folks and then it's been fun to do a hard seltzer business with a completely new group a group of people and um, (laughs) bless you and so that's been that's been great that's been really fun. So safe to say that like Coors won't be buying Harlan anytime soon. Highly doubtful. Yeah, <laughs> highly doubtful. But you know, there's a lot of other folks out there. And Harlan actually of the group, like I, like Harlan and Scout. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point again. Yeah. I, I don't. The, the businesses aren't built like that now. Yeah. Well, you know, um, they're completely. Budweiser won't be missing that call. No, but uh, fortunately for. <laughs> Everybody involved with Harlan and Scott, I don't know if we'll be taking that call this yeah. time around. Yeah. But I I think we, we really want to own these businesses and, and 
our families are all kind of ingrained in the San Diego community now and I, I, I enjoy it. I missed it for a reason. I yeah. enjoy having these tasting rooms and I enjoy helping the other brands and um, you know it's fun to it's like to have this kind of ability to create like a hard seltzer. You know, I had the, I, I, that's again, you see like a space that is new and is a multi-billion dollar category already. And there's not like an independent craft version. And then because of the success of St. Archer, I've been able to meet all these different kinds of folks. And we have ambassadors again and people that own the business with me from all different walks of life. Yeah. So you're the guy that you could email and you'll answer back. Maybe. <laughs> it might get redirected. <laughs> Remember that one time, like, you know, I got that email. Yeah, just call him up. He'll return your call. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I try my best. Yeah, no. But it's, uh, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I've been able to do things that I never thought I'd be able to do. Like, I, I've, I mean, I, it's weird. You know, you go through things and you, like, they don't hit you and then something weird happens. Yeah. And you go, wow, this really is like, this is crazy, man. Crazy. And it happened for me just like a month ago. And so fast. I yeah. went to a, um, like I said, I'm a huge Eagles fan. And I grew up going to games with my mom. She's from Philadelphia. And um, I was flying into Philadelphia and I was like going to meet with the owner and the president of the Eagles. And like Kidding. I had this whole, yeah, there was like a crazy, and I was flying in. Dude. I was flying in, going in, going Dude, this is crazy. Yeah. Like if you would have told me, told dream me, come true. Yeah. Everything didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. The fact that I'm going. Yeah, to, that, I like, seriously felt like that. Like I was like, if you would have told me this yeah. when I was eight years old, I would have been like, dude, I'm good. Did you cry then? No, but I was getting <laughs> emotional. It could have been like the couple gin and tonics on the plane, yeah. but I was, I was, it was emotional, and that for it's weird. All these years after saying yeah. that was like the where I went. Wow, man, this is I like really. Yeah, 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 this is. I never thought this would happen, and maybe it took like it my, just opens up your soul, yeah. you know, like you know. Yeah, I just never thought that I would get to that ever. Yeah. Like, I, there's no, I, yeah. I mean, like, it, why would the yeah, why, yeah? Why would I have anything to do with yeah, being, like any special? Thing? And like, now, gonna, like, and now, just you know, having them like be able to call them. Let's and, go. Yeah, I'm let's down yeah. Game. I'm all. Who are we like looking at in free agency? Like what? <laughs> like, what, what What's what's going on? They need some help. Yeah, yeah, my guys. If you need a GM, need your help. boy is ready yeah. to go. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was an unbelievable. That was that was a huge cool. huge moment for me. Yeah. Because that brings yeah like those those memories from youth. Yeah, you know? and like there's only I already you know the other you know thing was surfing, and I like I did that. Yeah. You know, like I I made the films and. Those are all great moments. And knocking on the Malloy's door to yeah, like where you're at to now. owning a business with them to like giving Taylor Knox a check to like that changed his life. Dude, so that awful. it's it's like all and Keith Malloy is an owner and villager with us. Yeah. So like it's really just you know it's come all the way around and it it's really crazy, man. Were you um? Did you help out like Mick and Joel and Josh Kerr and those guys in in their no like no just I'm happy for Mick. Yeah. I'm happy that but they that never reached out like knowing the success and your relationship with Mick did they ever like give, give you know yeah no no, no. but um, he's like might your brew yeah but but for Mick I'm I'm stoked because yeah. that's a it's a um, huge win for them it's huge and for Bede yeah. and Joel oh, yeah. Bede, stoked for all three of those guys yeah 
it's yeah. really cool for them. And and uh, I I mean like would they have done Balter if Saint Archer didn't exist? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. So that's cool that that maybe there was a little bit of motivation there. And, yeah. And uh, yeah. But Mick's good, dude. He had a huge house on the beach before dude, that. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, yeah. he's good. He's, he's good. Champ, he's good. But, but it's fun to be a part of something from the beginning. And he, I don't think, I don't think he'd owned a brand like that or clothing or he'd never done anything until. So it's cool to have that. And that there's a lot to be proud of to yeah. take a business like that and do that is is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it almost feels like it's it's kind of hard for those guys on top that are getting so much money and they mm-hmm. probably have so many mm-hmm. exclusive agreements that yeah. they're not able to Can't really, really get creative yeah. and start their own thing until you know. it's probably why mick has been so successful with real estate yeah you know it's really been the only thing that he's been able to like he's locked into everything else hmm. um, um but he's been he's smart guy man yeah. him and his mom are sharp yeah, Slater yeah. owns a lot of real estate too. Yeah, Kelly's not dumb. No, yeah, he he's knows got, what he's, he's doing. He's got plots all over the yeah. place. Yeah, so those guys, but but yeah, Balter, I'm happy for Mick and Joel and Bede for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you still surfing? I was supposed to go to the surf ranch tomorrow. Wow, supposed to? Yeah, did and you, I, did you I, have a I'm four, just two or three booties. I'm so, I've been so busy that like I just can't even. You're Taylor fine. Taylor invited me to go up there, and I just I have to. I've been gone for like. I just don't have it. Yeah. I don't have I I wish I I need to like I it was like the thing going, dude, you're not going because you're so busy. Yeah. And my son's first water polo game is tomorrow. Yeah. Um family first. And I'm like, I don't care what the Hey, I, it's gonna I, be perfect there every day. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. missing the swell. But I'm gonna go in the summertime but, it's warm anyway. But yeah. I need to like, you know, Wes and I talk about it all the time. We talk about surfing all the time. Hey, if but you do a Harlan day there, let me know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it but I, I wanna try and um it looks amazing. I'd rather go on a surf trip. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I've but, surfed it. I work for Adder. Yeah, I know. Wes was telling me that it's... Yeah. He's there like every month. No, I'm not. Come on. But I've surfed it a, a bunch of times. Is it hard to like... It's... It's, it's all up here. Yeah. So... Well, because you're like, I, God, I better not blow this. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's the, the main fear is like, if you're paying for it, yeah. especially, yeah. then you're like, yeah. oh shit, I'm not going to do this. Just, I'm not going to do that. I just... I know, I'm going straight. and dodge the barrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't fall though. Yeah. That's uh, what I was thinking I would be doing. I just I'm gonna go straight. I'm not gonna fall. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm lame, just gonna yeah. No risk. Like, no, no yeah. It's, it's like but you know yeah. It's a perfect way. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect way. Yeah. And it's perfect. Yeah. You know, until you, until the person who talks shit on it goes there, yeah, and experiences it, then and who talks shit? A lot of people. They do yeah. about what? Yeah. Because I haven't been there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But what? Why? What's what the, what's the problem? You know, it's like oh, it's country club. That's not real. Da da da. Whatever. Well, it's real. I mean, you're in. Yeah. You're oh, done. trust me. I. I'm but people like, always have. Gosh, if I've learned out. anything, I mean, uh, I mean, there was a lot of opinions about the stuff that I've done. And, yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah. Kelly, I guaranteed Kelly could care less. Yeah. You know, he doesn't give a shit yeah, what anybody yeah. says. No. But it's it's really neat. In this day and age of like, you know, the world is moving so fast and, and like, 
surfing. No, it's become... about twenty four thousand miles an hour. It's been about the same for the last like four point five billion years. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just rad that there's not to be specific or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just four rad seasons. that there's something like that yeah. now in, in our it's, lifetime. It's cra- it's and now crazy. they're every. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they're happening all the time. Kalani's yeah. doing one right, and yeah. there's going to be two in Palm Springs. Yeah, two. 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 Yeah. yeah. I think Josh Kerr's. I love Palm Springs. CJ, I, right, right, right. Yeah. Right at this Why would you not go do dirt? Yeah. Why would you not go do that? Yeah. And I hopefully, see a, I could see a Harlan Surf Park. Nah. Come on, man. It sounds like a lot of. <laughs> I stick I, to the booze. I did the. I did the uh, yeah. I did the one in Austin, and, and oh Steve, yeah, Steve Kors was there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not or, not the. There's two. Lake. What's in Waco? Is the in, Wake, yeah. Not Wake, yeah, inland. Old, inland. How was it? Suck. Hell, uh, but I heard they WSL bought it and they're gutting it. And they're, they yeah. bought that one too. And they're that one. And they're uh, oh. gutting it and changing it to like Slater's. Oh, like, yeah, I know it's crazy. The Waco one looks really fun. The stab stuff that yeah. I've seen He's there. Looks but, the, but the the compet like going back to the the, the beer and dis- distribution and mm-hmm. all of that. It's, mm-hmm. Something I didn't have any idea how crazy it is in different states and how yeah. Bud and Miller it's Coors gnarly. and lock up territories. Oh, yeah. On that property, you know, the Coors family, you know, brothers right. they owned it. Yeah. They owned it. Yeah. But owned the rights for the alcohol distribution in that area. So they couldn't they couldn't uh have the, they couldn't have beer. No way. Yeah. So they're building what? When we were there, they were building a um like a tasting room, like a, a micro yeah. brewery, like yeah. on the property as like a restaurant. Like they're working away the parameters to be able to like crazy. Yeah, get some. Not some a surprise. Beer. Yeah, but yeah. it was just. And they just bought. Um, interesting on like how that that they just bought Coors back from it for the U.S. Wow. So they own it again, which is great. Yeah, you know, with you guys being in the action sports, is is Harlan going to go after any of the like? sporting events like no that's not you know no we're just gonna with this it's like really just focused on san diego and um just yeah get the community and doing more tasting rooms and we'll send beer up to ventura yeah um just because it uh, for obvious reasons yeah but um yeah no no i think it'll i think beer has completely changed anyways and um it's now hyper local yeah like down to the like communities within a county um and i think the days of sending beer all over are long gone Hmm. and the companies that built those businesses to do that are now going out of business yeah so it's a different time different time and like you say going back to the community you know you go to some of these little um you know breweries and they have like food trucks at certain nights sure. they have a little events or crafts are really involving yeah. like the community and, yeah. and different aspects so it's kind of you know resonating in a different way i say that though business. but if if the phillies called and said you want to build a brewery in the stadium i'd be like yeah totally for sure <laughs> that sounds yeah i was just thinking the same thing yeah. um but i think if yeah but those it, it's crazy where where beer is gone and i think now with hard seltzer it's going to take another turn as the better for you um, lifestyle has now found alcohol. Hey, there's always room for Zima too, dude. We're not trying to get any like fatter, you know <laughs> what I mean? So like, I'm I, drinking a 90 calorie, no sugar, gluten free, five percent alcohol beverage. I'm down. Yeah, that tastes like a pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I'll, I'll drink six of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and feel when, great. Yeah, so Ashland, right? Yeah, when is that coming out or is it two weeks? Out? Two weeks, nice. Two weeks, yeah. Congrats. Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so the whole team's been assembled, and 
our offices in Cardiff and Are they gonna yeah. be in that sleek little like women's slender can? No, beer can. Beer can. Yeah. Okay, good. We're trying to drink it. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to look like I'm... And the crazy drinking. thing is, is like I think the craze of White Claw, which everybody knows, right, yeah. um, has been due to men. Yeah. Not women. Like, yeah. women don't make up stupid slogans like, you're not breaking the law if you're drinking the clock. Girls don't say shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, only dudes it's think of stuff like that. Classy. A um, lot of dudes I know. Oh, like, everyone. Yeah. And they'll be I've, like, yeah, dude, I've tried it. I've never and then you'll see them crushing them. You know? I've never <laughs> even tried it. Have you tried it yet? Uh, the claw? Yeah. I, yeah um, I drink them all the time. The wife tried up yeah. a uh, yeah. know, 12 or, Too easy. or whatever. And yeah. I tried one. I was like, ooh, these could be dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is fun to have some of the people back in, involved surfing-wide. Like Jack and Alana are involved again. and. Cool. Uh, Taylor, of course, and yeah. um, but it's a wide range of people now. Yeah. yeah. Well, we love beer. Yeah, we can we can provide that. We yeah. love coconut, coconut water. <laughs> we can provide that, and we love hard seltzer. seltzer. So, yeah, so, we'll, we'll, we got it all. We got it all now. Yeah. Kids Thank juice, chalky podcast. Yeah. You guys are going to be Love's hydrated almost. and hammered all at the same <laughs> time. So, <laughs> I think I'm kidding. Yeah, but. Let me let me let me tell you my my regimen. Okay, it's coffee from the day. You know, minute I wake up till noon. You yeah. know? and it could be two cups or it could be six. Who knows? Just yep. in the day, and it's water from noon till about whenever. Yeah, and then it's beer. <laughs> yeah, straight into a cocktail wh- until I go to sleep. Yeah, you know, I pretty cut easy. Out the juices and the soda, sugar. Stick stick to the good stuff. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna give him the formula. Yeah. Okay. You know what the formula is? Do no. you remember the formula? No. Champagne and Gatorade. Oh my god. <laughs> this guy. I've never heard of that. Is Bro. that real? No. That was his like a choice religiously for years. Champagne and Gatorade. Yes. The, the most amazing concoction you'll ever have no. in your life. No. Fear smell horrible. Fear smell Is there a champagne. lot of sugar in champagne? I have no idea. Is that a do you yeah, Gatorade. Gives you yeah. a headache, right? Yeah. I was gonna say, well, you, the, gosh, could, if you so had like you nine can, of those, you'd be like torched. Yeah. So with a headache. If you, uh, that'll be our thing. Late night with Chalky podcast. That's our drink. You, that's your drink of choice. Well, it sounds Ashland. like it's not Jay's, but yeah, it'll be it'll be Ashland. Yeah, that's it. And then and then a flavor specialty will be can. Boom. Boom. What's I've, the royalties on something I, like I've, that? I've, <laughs> I've seriously never heard of that. That's that, unreal. I don't know how I got on that kick, but I was on that kick. I love that years. you even like thought to do that. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I know. Like, I'm going to pour this Gatorade in the champagne. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Because I, I didn't want to drink beer. Which so flavor heavy. Gatorade? It was melon. melon. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good it, for you. And yeah. it was every day. For, every day. For, well, not every day. No, well, okay. Party days. Yeah. Amazing. Which was not every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> You're like, that was 10 years ago, but details. Yeah. 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 Well, so, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to ask. Well, there, there's a bunch of questions that we always ask. We talk about, yeah. we talked about the wave pool, foiling. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. No. Um, I think Kai Lenny's unreal. Dude, he's insane. He's unreal. He's, he's like insane. the, like the, 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 a true waterman where that's not his like, popular or it's popular but like a real one yeah but it really seems like he is i hate he to is. say yeah. that and yeah. i thought it's not he's a, insane it's not a bite on kai but he's layered 2.0 yeah i mean kind you know? of but he's like different but cool kind of. and 
you know, like he's super genuine and, and he has a good he's head a good on his kid. Shoulder. Yeah. 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 But I'm I'm I think he's gonna really go after the QS and try to qualify. Yeah, like, which would he's be that gnarly. Kind of gnarly. Dude, he's he's yeah. gnarly. And I don't usually Dude. like the big wave stuff I don't even really pay attention I to can't. it. Just like vert skating. Yeah. I I, I look at it and go, Yeah, I got never not oh, doing that. Yeah, that's crazy. But but yeah, street right. skating and like and just regular surfing on waves that we surf, that's what made Taylor Steele so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Was like putting the best dudes in the world in waves that we surf every day. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, a kid goes out and his yep. break and it's Yo, I, I just surfed, watched three parts that yeah, look like this. I've surfed Oceanside head high and like onshore wind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like I've I've done all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the big wave thing, I never foil surfing. I couldn't even I would I'm never gonna try it. Yeah. <laughs> but, we talk about Olympics. Yeah, now, you got some athletes that you worked with. Olympics, people, like yeah. yeah, I mean in the Olympics, I'm stoked that it's John John and and uh Kolohe. Yeah. You know, obviously being in California, we I mean having brother win a world title would be that's what I I mean. Yeah. We need more Americans on tour. And it's so weird. Like, why aren't there? Yeah. You know, I think maybe it's just a different... I don't know what There's it is. So many There's so many. But, the, you know, like... California. But I think it's the, these, some of these guys kind of like... Even though, team. I guess, Medina's never going anywhere. And, you know, Philippe's not going anywhere. and But, like, Griffin is yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, um, I think next year is going to be... I, I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Chloe... Is gonna be super fierce. I think he's gonna like. He's gonna be super fierce. You know what people like, too. and they give him like the he gets kind of a bad rap, and it, which is it, weird. It's super weird, and like they don't want. That's why John John is the golden boy. Yeah. Well, right? he's he's reserved, and he he kind of keeps to himself. You could see him as just like a travel sort. You could see him quitting the whole tour and just like going yeah. off, going on a sailboat for ten years. He's on but, another. He's on a different level. But brother him. is like. He's what I like, which is why I loved Andy so much. So yeah. competitive. He wants to kill everyone and everything. Yeah. I love it when he's punching his board and what? throwing it into the scaffold. I love that. What sucks is surfing needs and that's, that. And that's and that's what you know. We're big fans, and we love the we play fantasy surfer. We love the WSL and yeah. the content they do, but they don't bring enough of that. That's like, right. What sucks and Medina is that. Yeah, he's gnarly. He's. Like they need to, they need to say, he's, "Hey guys, this is the world stupid. title. We need to be in your like room. We want to film, yeah. you know, like get a little bit more behind." But the like, scenes, but brother like, has yeah. that if, killer if, instinct. If brother would have won the fucking contest that he should have won. Yeah, he would have been in it. It would have been so yeah. different. Yeah, like that. That in the beginning of the year. Yeah, that was crazy. It's crazy. You know that was mean? crazy. Like, I mean, I think brother won. I, I, everyone. I does. think everyone. Everyone does. So yeah. it's just so. And it's like, we're, we're California. Why are we getting slightly... Yeah. You should be giving us the scores. When, when, yeah. when, when Dane and Bobby got off tour, it was the... And I mean, Dane one, because was, they were never going to surf, but no. just... like Dane was never going to... He didn't... I mean... Yeah. Well, Bobby, we that, we Bobby, that Bobby has that. Bobby had to kill. Yeah. I mean, he won... <laughs> I don't know, four or five. Of, I mean, you put Bobby at any sort of like, dude, his, I mean, going on his backhand, like he's, yeah. I mean, come Front on. Hand, did you make, he's unbeatable. Did you have any videos with? Oh, yeah. With, I mean, Dane moved to Ventura when he was 13. So like Flo was hit. The first surf film I ever made, which we didn't even talk about, was Yield. 
Yield. I, and Dane, I that too. Dane won best performance when he was 18 years old. It probably says white with the yellow. Yeah. 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 You know his box on top it says HSS shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. All of them are, are shot. Yeah, that was Dane's like, hey, Pi, Dane got, Dane got nominated videos, for man. Surfer Pole for that, or for uh, performance of the year. Okay. So like I, you know, Dane, yeah, he lived in the Keys and, um, but yeah, Dane, I think from like a raw talent perspective, Probably the gnarliest ever. Ever. Yeah. Like, ever. I mean, there's no one like Dan Reynolds. The, the power, the turns, the the way he attacks the way. It's crazy. And the Just commitment. put the. Can you imagine if he had like Kelly's mentality? Oh my gosh. He would have won six world titles. Yeah. I mean, no he, one's going to do it. But it, on, on the other side of that, too, and I could talk about this forever, but I, you know, like people don't look at Tom Curran like that. But then when you, when you talk to him, they look at Tom Curran like they look at John John. And I think what people maybe underestimate is like you don't win two or three world titles not giving a shit. Oh yeah, like yeah. those dudes are killers. Yeah, just in the run, dude. Tom yeah. Curran was, was a killer. A killer. Yeah, he just didn't get. He just wasn't perceived like that because he was quiet and kind of yeah. doing his own thing. But John's the same way. Yeah, guaranteed in his own way, he's nuts. Yeah, like as driven as a lot you of can. guys. You know, eccentric. They they just. They are not Inward. conforming. They, yeah. they they are always just challenging themselves. Like you know, yeah. the boards. Everybody's complaining on Kelly on the way that you know, he's doing this weird board or Dane with his yeah. you know dumpster. You know, they're always like those guys are pushing the envelope of what's not conventional, yeah. but also what's going on for sure up here. And Tom was just like that. Yeah, he, he was. was yeah, pretty, you know, yeah. But it's fun. Crazy, it's but. A, it's a fun time. Surfing definitely needs a, a world champ from California. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we yeah. need it. Amen. Badly. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. But they, you know, yeah, there's a lot of good surfers, but there's just not a lot of contests and avenues for these guys to stepping stones. And yeah. there's so many other sports now, you know, like, yeah. and you have to pick. Yeah. So, like, by the time you're nine or 10 years old now in Southern yeah. California, you have to say, I'm going to be a basketball player. Yeah. I'm going to be a soccer player. I'm going to be a surfer. Yeah. His kids are my well. My mine play water polo too. Yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I say, hey, surfing's would be awesome if you if that's the route you take. But you know, water yeah, polo is through college, bro. You yeah, know? So, you, like, and you gotta like go now. You gotta decide when they're little. Yeah, they're little guys. Like yeah. my son doesn't know. You know, he's like, I I want a grilled cheese. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I want to like go to the pool and like have those. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah. can't do it now. It's kind of gnarly. That's why they get burnt out yeah. so young now. But anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, to the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> so any anything new in the works you want to talk about? Just the hard seltzer, yeah. yeah. Hard seltzer. Okay. Nothing else, thank God. Yeah. Nothing else. Like, I don't need to... I'm good. Um, can I can I hit you up for like maybe some some management? Um, I'm gonna try to go back on tour. You're doing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, I just master I just got finished saying that we need a champ from California, <laughs> so it'd be nice if we could jump in there. I think there's time for like a Masters League, you know, old school. Dude, get sports. get that frontside hack back in yeah. there. Too easy. I, I, my back doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> that's done. So we. We're spot or not? We're the official podcast for West Coast Board Riders Club. Okay. Are you familiar with? Us? I'm not, bro. Sorry. You're a surfer. I know. I'm not. You don't know no. West Coast Board Riders Club. I don't. I, I'm surprised Taylor hasn't hit you up about sponsoring. Taylor's Carlsbad. yeah. So maybe he had one right. I don't know. No, um, Wait now. Now that you're saying that, so I feel like we gave beer for something recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they do these after parties. So. 
Australia's been doing it for decades. I was going to say, in Australia, yeah. it's a yeah. huge so deal. It's yeah. just in the last three, four and that's years. That's why there's, it's there's been, so many good surfers coming out of Australia. Yeah. Part of that's because of their board riders. Interesting. Club. Their youth, like, upbringing on. It's like youth Because they don't have it. They don't have it. Here. And that's the mm-hmm. problem is, like, you know, in SSA, it's like. It's a club deal. You're, yeah. you're already getting that, like, qualifying, you know, like, competitiveness where it's not, like, family, where the board riders is family, local. It's top to bottom. But yeah. But then you yeah. compete with everybody. So it's, yeah. It's you like get, little Groms. What's the age brackets? Ten to it's fourteen, 14 and under. Fourteen and under. Fifteen, nineteen. Anyways, the uh, you know the youth. Not every parent was an ex pro surfer or has deep pockets to pay for all these yeah. videographers and coaches and everything. Where contests. they could contest, they could use this as a uh, you know a, a way to get that from a group. Yep. Without the costs, yeah. you know, so they're involved with. Crazy. All of these, you know, it's good. bringing the it's communities good. Yeah. together, you know, like it's crazy that we've never community. had that. Yeah. No, they've, never, they've had it in the past, but it wasn't as organized. It's true, though. Australia, that's like like Jack and all that. That's where they all come, Mick, and they all come up. Oh, yeah, forever yeah. or before, it's, way it's, before that. It's like you being fanatic about Phillies, right? Like, Eagles. Eagles, all of it. Yeah, yeah. And then, no, it's a different cult, it's just a different culture. Everything's centered around yeah. surfing there, but it's the same thing you know like yeah. the, the club the club vibe and it's the community i guess it just hasn't yeah. taken there's just so many other options it's just like how professional soccer has never really taken off here yeah yeah, yeah can you imagine i always say if our best athletes like co- from kobe to whoever baseball player football players like if they were all odell beckham if they all played soccer yeah how good they would be. can you imagine we'd win the world cup every four years going away yeah it wouldn't even be like a lebron's in the cage you're like, yeah. I mean, you would. Somebody goes and kicks his leg. But that's and the thing, and break, and, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, he's all, yeah, it sucks for you. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing in Brazil and Europe. Every kid's like, I need to play football. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but if we had that, it yeah. would be, we would be. There's just too many other options. Yeah, well, check yeah. check it out. West Coast I will. Riders. Yeah, it's pretty bitching. Like it started off in Huntington, right? These dudes, Casey Wheat and um, Ziggy yeah. Williams, they started. Like Huntington Board Riders. That's awesome. And then, like, within a month, Seal Beach caught wind, and they wanted to do it. And then... Newport, and then... Newport, Laguna. It's like, there's so 10 there's, teams in California now. I think 12. Or, or clubs. 12. 12. Crazy. Well, there's, like, three... From, from all the way down in La Jolla, all the way up to Santa Cruz. Crazy. And it's it's crazy. You know this, dude? And it's all past... I do! Yeah. Yes, guys. Past, present, like, future... One of our best friends. Like no surf, way. Surfers, yeah. you know? So yeah. you get a lot of great like community like involvement. Yeah, with, like you, you have like, Archibald showing up, and he's psyched. He wants to take down yeah. everybody in the you know forty to fifty year old you know because it's by crazy Taylor uh, Machado. Everyone's like, fired up. Yeah, Rufo like awesome. Yeah, I love it. But well, they yeah. get but they get that caliber, and then the youth are out of an event hanging out with their friends and family and then they're seeing all of these yep. know, surfer celebrities yep. that you normally wouldn't run across at, except maybe a US Open or some random event yep. but they're seeing you know that that group yeah. all the time it's and the, cool like vibe. the serious kids right they're going to do NSSAs they're going to do WSA they're going to do CCSA or whatever they're still all that but then this is like an extra thing for yeah the culture in the community yeah. which is 
That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm like, so stoked. Like our our youth teams, you got Brett Simpson there. Like, hey, let's run workouts, Groms. Like, hey, what do you need help on coaching? Which is like, crazy. You know, like, and it's all just donated time, and like they, they just want to be able to like help out these kids. You it's know, killer. it's a crazy. We it's need like, more of it. Right? I need help too. What did I do wrong on that term? Yeah, Brett's all. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's a it's a good vibe. Check it out. I will. And you listeners, check it out. Thank you. So this has been amazing. Yeah, it was we, fun. We just went over two hours. Yeah, did we? I, I was like, I, I probably have to go. You no, I mean, go. this has been great though. Yeah. I always feel like I'm talking too much about everything. So I, no, I, I was is... like, I we were saying on the way. I'm like, is it going to be? I wonder how long I'll do it for. But it, two hours seems like a, is that a long time for a podcast? No. Are you sure? Average. You're yeah, average. A lot. I did. <laughs> yeah, I skipped through a lot, but then I feel like I've been talking the whole time. That's how it's... It's crazy. Oh. They don't uh, want to hear us. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's well, crazy. Hopefully, like somebody, people, hopefully people get fired up. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah. People, like I said, we were telling you earlier, it's like, you know, a lot of our friends that listen to the show, they're just like, damn, dude, that I didn't know that about that person. Or yeah. I can't believe that's how they did it or whatever. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's inspiring. Like I said, people get really stoked and inspired to hear like the story yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have these ideas, you know, might, yeah, I might think be you... sitting on something that, oh, I wish I would have, could have. It's never too late, you know. I mean, if I'm like the perfect example of, of, I mean, not, you know, a lot of people can create excuses when they get inspired. Like, oh, well, Josh, his dad owned a beer distributorship. Yeah. And, yes. But like for me, there's absolutely no reason why anyone else couldn't do whatever. I knew nothing about anything. Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't like, it wasn't, there's not, there's no excuse to give yourself to not get motivated by some of the stuff that I've done because I'm just like everybody else that grew up in like a middle class, lower to middle class, blue collar environment and just said like, fuck it, I'm going to do it and I don't care what it takes and I don't care what it costs or or what it's going to do to me along the way, I'm doing it. Before we wrap up the show, uh, this episode, I want to say thanks to Wes Vandervoort. Vandervoort? Yes. Vandervoort. He's the one that the introduced man. Uh, <laughs> the man. Thanks for Josh us. Landon to us. Um, he's also uh, a little background on you. You were also independent sales rep. For San almost Diego, 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. Worked for Rourke. Uh, you name it. Every, every brand there is, I've yeah. touched it at some point. Thank you, Wes, for Thanks making for today us. happen with Josh. Yes. Um, to recap your fucking amazing story. Oh, thank amazing. you. Ventura. Thank you. Right? Yep. Uh, Ventura OG. Yeah. Humble beginnings, living in a condo by the yep. beach, uh, got into surfing, watched Taylor Steele's videos, got inspired to make videos, self taught yourself boys. to be cold called. <laughs> Chris Malloy. Yeah. And way more. Way, yeah. Knocking. I still, when I tell that story, I'm just like, oh, but yeah. Yeah. I can't believe but that's, I that. that's the that's difference. How that's how you get it done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's taking the initiative. And did you, you know, know their dad, Mike? Sorry. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Like he, so he used to do all the ding repair in their garage. Yeah. And he was actually the first, a friend of mine lived across the street and Mike was the one who told me where they lived. So I went and saw Mike first, who like, he was just intimidating, yeah. like Sig and the truck, just like, hey, this is like no bullshit, you know, like yeah. Mike was, and but the sweetest, 
Like yeah. he was the one who was like, yeah, you know, good luck. Yeah. They live on Peninsula. <laughs> and and uh, that was a crazy, yeah, yeah, he, he's the one. I still can't believe I did that. But yeah. so, then, so then here Surfing. you are. Yeah, you meet Keith. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, let's check out the vid. You go watch it. You form a bond. He says to submit your footage to fucking Taylor Steele. You become part of that poor specimen mm-hmm. family. And then from there, you went to... Made a couple more movies. Flow, which Arc you won. and Flow and Arc. Against the Grain. Yep. And then from there... Music videos. Music videos. videos. Yeah, and then started managing athletes. Holy started smokes. managing athletes. And then <clears> one day in Puerto Rico, somebody said tequila. No, you said beer. You came up with St. Archer. And left Ventura. Left Ventura on a, not a whim, but pretty much a I mean, whim. a whim. I mean, a whim, yeah. Yeah. And and you made St. Archer happen, right? Yep. Sold it for... Made it happen. <laughs> yeah. Just as, yeah. Sold, yeah. It, sold it in two years yeah. for $90 million Yeah, changed, roughly, yeah. It changed all your lives. Yep. And here you are doing it again. Yeah. Again. Yeah, with more, again. yeah, yeah, and it's funny is like it does change things, but like it hasn't. Cha- I'm the same guy. Yeah. yeah, like I haven't changed. I haven't changed. Yeah, I, at least I like to think I. I have. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> I didn't know you then. Same yeah. motivation. Same. Yeah. Same. Same. Which yeah. is which is really cool to hear because a lot of times money changes people. Yeah, you know. And I think that would go like that's what I meant when I said I wanted to see how I'd feel. Yeah, and it didn't change anything about my personality or anything even to the if anything yeah. it it's made things a bit more challenging because you start dealing with things that yeah. you wouldn't otherwise but um but yeah no it's crazy when you kind of chronologically put it yeah. like that it's beautiful yeah so here we are present day josh landon harlan scout distribution villager. ashland and villager villager and little villager yeah and now you're the proud sponsor of Late Night with Yeah, <laughs> congrats, guys. <laughs> hey, did you see this runner out there? Yeah, let's get some stickers on the thing. Down the coast. I, I, I definitely feel like Let's get that thing wrapped. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. You know, I, too easy. You, you, hey. you own a distribution company. Yeah. I got the car. I'm a rep. I travel up and down the coast. I have I seen sprinters with draft handles coming out of the side. Yeah, so there you go. We could make some magic happen. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> Uh, you've got an amazing story. It's inspirational. Um, we're stoked that you guys came and, yes, and sat you. down with us. For sure, anytime. Um, happy holidays. Yes, same to you guys. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Yep. Oh. And uh, <laughs> congratulations on all your success and many more years to come. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Peace. Guys. Peace out. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.